Welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not, however, what we are doing today because today we are here to talk about the winner of the Best Picture Cast Animation Tournament, and that is 1994's The Lion King. Be prepared for one hell of a podcast. There will be no worries for the rest of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, because we have three BPC All-Stars returning to talk about this tournament winner, which is The Lion King. Can you feel the love in the room tonight, gentlemen? How are we doing? I'm going to introduce them one by one. And I'm going to start, of course, by introducing a man who doesn't have to wait to be king because he is one. He is the three-time, three-time, three-time BPC tournament champ, the man who selected this movie for the competition, and he is the incomparable Grant Z. Thank you very much for the introduction, and thank you for taking all the Lion King puns. (laughs) I had to get the whole track list. I did the whole track. You can do a lovely bunch of coconuts. One, if you'd like, but... I'm good. Okay. Um, We have next a frequenter of the podcast. As you know, if you have listened before, he is RDB. Artie? Hey, guys. I'm here to commemorate Grant's victory once again. (laughs) Once again. And welcoming back to the podcast, we have... You heard him before in the Gentleman's Agreement episode, as well as the American Beauty episodes. He is Jay Dowski. Jay, welcome back. I am the two-time, two-time runner-up champion. Absolutely. Tournament. That's one of the reasons that you're here. <laughs> twice, twice went down to Grant here in this yeah. one. The you animation were, one, you didn't quite get to the, to the finals here this time around. Yeah. but You were almost the Buffalo Bills of the podcast. <laughs> and as a Steelers fan, that doesn't bother you too much because you have plenty of Super Bowls <laughs> on your belt. So, it's the Lion King, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think a worthy champion, for sure. Mm-hmm. It, revisiting it this time around, it, it was pretty clear to me that this is, I, I think, pretty much the best movie that, that was in the, in the tournament there. Beauty and the Beast, I guess, would be one that I could, I could wrestle with being up there, too. But really loved the hell out of this movie when I saw it when I was a third grader, and I loved the hell out of it when I saw it uh, again this week. So, Grant, I'll let you start, because this is the movie you selected. Why don't you give us a little intro here? Yeah, I mean, I think like everyone around our age group, I saw it in the theaters and um, immediately fell in love with it. This was a, a fairly easy one to draft when I when it came around to me. It came around to me in the second round. Oddly um, enough. Yeah. I, you sniped me there. I, 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 I laugh. Next on my ADP. 
And it was one of those when he picked it, everyone was like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's like, like ah, like, oh, that's, that's the one. <laughs> that's yeah, I, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought Beauty and the Beast could really take it also. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a movie that I feel like if you ask a lot of people in their mid to late 30s what their favorite Disney movie is, a lot of them would say Lion King. Um, it's just, it's, it's all around, just a brilliantly made movie. Yeah, Artie, you were the runner-up here. You had Toy Story in this one. Yeah. Had a little, uh, like a wild card run there to get to the finals. It was Toy Story versus Lion King in the finals. What are your thoughts, uh, what are your thoughts, what are your early memories on, on The Lion King? Early memories, I, I remember loving it, loving the soundtrack, totally loving everything about it. Um, I used to listen to the soundtrack all the time, but, you know, I was 10. Sure. Rewatching it as an adult, because now my kids are obsessed with it, the first time rewatching it, I was blown away by how powerful that opening scene is, man, with the circle of life. It's oh, amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then from there on, everything else, gravy. It, it's a, the, that, opening, that opening scene, the opening song, is, is just, it just sets the table perfectly. And the title shot of Lion King on the Doof. black with the red, it's like, Doof. yeah, Lion yeah. Boy, it's so perfect. Jay, what were your, uh, your earliest, earliest memories of the Lion King here? I saw the Lion King at the Colmac Movie Theater. Uh, he survived. <laughs> and um, it's a dated joke, a dated local joke. <laughs> like Grant said, it was my favorite. Probably still is my favorite Disney movie. It all there was also a Lion King uh, Super NES game oh. that I remember playing and beating. Really? And on Sega too, I think uh, yeah, that game was hard as hell. I had yeah. that on Genesis. I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't beat it. And everything about that, everything about the movie is great. So you know, I've. Uh, great memories about it what i remember about that video game too is that like the music and the production quality were like incredible yeah. for a 90s video it game was, it was that that game and the aladdin game too was really yes. good aladdin game was impossible yeah both both super yeah. hard i just remember on the uh, never getting never being able to get past the episode where you're just jumping from ostrich to ostrich the uh, the level yeah it was ridiculous yeah, brutal stuff the stampede level yeah yeah, the stampede <laughs> yeah. oh my god it's such a dark thing <laughs> This is the episode where the dad dies. <laughs> and uh, before we talk about what we're drinking here today, I want to, uh, Jay, I wanted to do a little plug here for uh, the book because uh, we talked about it the last two times you were on here and I, I started it. I have, I'm in the process of reading it. I'm about uh, 80, 85 pages in. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, it's a, a real page turner. I was going to say, every time we plug the book, you, ne you never read it. <laughs> but I got... That's why you're coming back with it, so you can say you read it. That's right. Well, this time, now you have me in the middle, so next time I'll, I'll give you, I can give you my, my final thoughts. But uh, tell, tell people a little bit about the book. The book is Bury Me in Montauk. It's a great beach read for anybody interested. It, it's very quick, which would make it a great beach read. How many pages? And, uh, it's like 200 and something. Very quick, quick chapters, cliffhanging chapters. If you're looking for uh, something to read, it'll take you a day, two days, if you're... Uh, what genre would you put it in? Suspense, mystery, cool. I would say, you know? Yeah, definitely a real, yeah, definitely a real page turner as you, as you, it's, it's hard to put down. And if you want to find, it's on Amazon.com. <laughs> if you want to know what it's about, just check it out. Bury me in Montauk, Amazon.com. Absolutely. Um, my, I'll tell you my first experiences of The Lion King. I think I saw that and Jurassic Park where Jurassic Park's a little earlier, but it had been in the theaters for a while before I was allowed to go see it. So I saw that and this in the same summer. I still remember going to the bathroom during Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Like, like that's a memory in my mind. I had to go. I saw this was my opportunity. They're doing a love thing here. Yeah, you don't um, care about that. Nine years old, bathroom yeah. time. That's right. It's like when it's like when a, you go to a concert and a band like, like oh, here's from, here's from the new album. Like, All right. It's time for me to get out of here. Got to take a leak. 
You know, and this is one also, like, every time I go back to it, I, I still feel a little nostalgia as well as current appreciation. You know, it's not yeah. just like, oh, I liked this as a kid and I kind of like seeing it again now. It's like, no, this is this is really a legitimate film. Hans Zimmer's score certainly helps. Oh. You know, you, yeah. you, have a, you have a Disney animated film scored like Gladiator. That's, you know. <laughs> right. It still holds up. It's not one of yeah. those, like, when you go back and watch, like, some episodes of Full House, you're like, I love this show, but it's not, some things are not funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, but, like, this is, like, still, everything's still good. And, and they, when they remade it, they, it was almost remade, you know, they exact same way as far as storylines concerned yeah. so it obviously holds up after all these yeah. years you're right about the nostalgia you feel it mm-hmm. you feel like you're watching it from when you were a kid when you rewatch it now to to really appreciate it yeah and i think with people our age like the 90s tend to fall into this this category of nostalgia and you have to kind of pick out what is actually great or what sure, are you just well, remembering because think... it was part of your childhood right yeah and this is one where I think the greatness certainly holds holds out. My daughter, my three-year-old daughter, recently got into Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the ones that I grew up on. Luckily, and I watched the Secret of the Ooze recently. <laughs> I'm like, the sequel, right? yeah, okay. the sequel. I, I loved it as a kid, but I watched it. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I still loved it for nostalgia purposes, but like, and like, and my and my daughter. Loved it. Jay's oh, like, how dare you? Awesome. Yeah. It's one of yeah. the best movies ever. The first one's, the first one's really dark, first, yeah. and you're like, this is not for kids so no, much. No, the first one's good, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like... Like wraps I almost, in the bathtub, and you're like, yeah, this is serious. It's, it's, it's almost, I almost compared the, like that with the Mighty Ducks. Where, like, the first one's really... The first one is still good, and the first one is really good. And the second one's like really over the top and goofy. Yeah. But like that's the one that like when you were a kid, you liked it so you much more. It, yeah. But like the adult in you likes the original one better you love the uh, babies they're babies my my three-year-old loves that part <laughs> so funny and we're going to be hearing from uh from your daughter a little later in the podcast grant maddie z will make her debut. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna take to the streets you did a um a, a gorilla interview i did a, i did a little interview with her She's... michael moore style <laughs> yeah i ran i ran up to her after a nap <laughs> what do you think of lion king what are your thoughts on gun control <laughs> <laughs> she did not like the ambush, but uh, yes. we, uh, so we have a little little snippet of that coming up. Excellent. We'll get that to that a little later in the podcast. And, and working a good segue with Secret of the Ooze, too, as we are closing one tournament with the Lion King and the animation tournament, we will we'll be starting another one up uh, in a few weeks, and that's our, our return to the Sub-50 tournament. It's the Sub-50 tournament, too. Mm-hmm. And Secret of the Ooze does not qualify for that tournament. No, it does not. It does not, because we have added, we've upped the ante. And you now must be under 50% in both audience and in critical. And I believe the Secret of the has the audience on its side. It's ridiculous. No, it's too critically acclaimed. (laughs) It's about 80% 80 critic. Uh, There are a lot of movies that that it was was driving me insane. I'm like, how is The Little Giant 60%? (laughs) I know, they'd be just about 50. I'm like, it should be like 90. (laughs) No, just, just like, I'm like, this movie's not this good. Why, why can't Little I? Little Giants is excellent. It's not. Oh, oh boy. It's this, getting, this is, getting contentious this is, this is, this early is here. This is we might have to make it this, 61. And I, I <laughs> this is the secret of the use effect. Or, you know, it's, it's, better, it's better than your... It's 
worst that you remember. It's a Devin Sawa classic and pays homage to Big Blue. How dare you? You know what I will say about the tournaments? Like, the, that one that you're talking about was a good... I was actually in my car, so I didn't feel into it. This one that we're doing, the, the Lion King one, the animation one, was, like, a really fun draft. Oh, yeah. 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 It was yeah, great. And it was like, I think it's, like, credit to Disney because there was so many good movies to pick from. And then, like, oh, yeah. somebody would pick it and you'd be like, oh, good movie. It's right. like, oh, good movie. And then when you opened it up to, like, any animation, it was like... You know, Nightmare Before Christmas, here I come. Like, it, yeah. was, it was just a, a really good draft. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that that animation draft, we all knew who the big stars were. So it was kind of more like an, an NFL draft where yeah. all the teams know who the best players are. It's just a matter of who can get there first. Where that the, the sub-50 draft, which we did, and we will have an episode covering what, what we ended up picking, that was more of like everyone had their own obscure picks and they just took them as they saw fit. More like, like an MLB or an NHL draft. Yeah. Why do, you, why do you think Shrek underperformed? I thought that would have been a top one with like Toy Story and Lion King and it just, just didn't do it. It's the same reason why Little Mermaid underperformed. I don't know. It just, just some... Matchups could, count could, too. Could matchups are a big part of it. It could be just be luck, and maybe just the right eyes weren't on it. It just. Yeah, I had Shrek as a top I, one. Yeah, me know? too. I think Shrek went down to into the Spider Verse, which took out a ton of movies. So, uh, that I mean that nearly won the whole thing. So, right. yeah, there's a lot of emotional ties to these movies. That's you know, what it is. yeah, I mean that, that's a big part of it. That's why um, that's why everything was so impassioned. Yeah, I remember uh, Bustin Kieran's hump about like Beauty and the Beast and stuff but like then like, you go back and watch it you're like yeah it's a good movie right. <laughs> you know? yeah. it's, true. it's truly great yeah good movie truly yeah, great. Like, Lion yeah. King, great and I actually thought like I thought South Park was going to do a lot better but I think it, yeah. people chose nostalgia over anything right and yeah, good and nostalgia and and good then, you know yeah I, I have no problem with, with nostalgia if it's something like Lion King right. or Beauty and the Beast or Roadhouse or Roadhouse <laughs> of course Roadhouse that nostalgia might be the trick to these tournaments now that I think about it. Yeah. So before we uh, we do this deep dive back into 1994, which we actually did already in the Shawshank Redemption episode, and we'll do again when we get to Forrest Gump, big year for movies 1994. Oh, sure. Uh, I do want to talk about what we're drinking today. Okay. So, Grant, why don't you lead us off here? Yeah, sure. Um, this past weekend, I was out east, and I stopped by the Greenport Harbor Brewing Company. Picked up the Lucha Lager, so I'll be uh, I'll be sipping on those. It's a lighter lighter beer, four point eight percent, so I can have a couple of these and feel feel fine. Yeah, it's really good. Highly recommend it. Absolutely love it out there. Beautiful, beautiful oh, brewery, beautiful town. It was yeah, it was great. Absolutely great. Yeah, Greenport's Greenport's a, a easy summer or winter vacation, believe it or not. If you wanna you wanna go out there in the winter, it's really quiet, but they still have some business oh, interesting. And stuff, okay. and, the, and the brewery's open year round. Good so. to know. Barty, what do you have over there? I'm drinking the as I have the last few episodes, the Sierra Nevada Sampler, the Torpedo Extra IPA. This is a very lovely IPA. It is seven point two percent. But I'm, I'm mixing and matching, so there'll there'll be some low ABV ones in there. The old torpedo, look out below, Rihanna. Yeah, B one <laughs> torpedo, torpedo right to your stomach. Say what? Jay, what do you have over there? I'm drinking the yeah yeah Voodoo Ranger IPA. I myself went out east to Montauk, and I drank a lot of Montauk, but I'm not drinking it right now. Kieran's no stranger to the Montauk Brewery. No this, stranger at all. Is this no the first stranger. time when Montauk isn't being drunk? We don't have a Montauk being uh, drunk. We right don't, now. and I almost had it, and I was I had my hands on it, and then I crossed the counter, and I see this beer, and I just had to get it. I mean, I, I wanted something nice and light and easy to drink. It's a hot mm-hmm. summer day. Uh, so instead, I ended up with a double IPA, but I couldn't say no because <laughs> it, it's called Fear Movie Lions. 
That's awesome. By Stone wow. IPA. How can it, just as I'm passing in the movie, I'm like, all right, I have to how get that. You, now. Fear movie that's lines. A, that's that's a that's a sign from the universe. There is a movie line to fear in this one. Uh, I guess there's a, a couple depending on what perspective you're looking from. Well, you know, lines are scary. We're going to be getting into uh, to Scar and Mufasa and Simba and Nala and all of the characters here. In this one, are we ready to do the deep dive back to 1994 yet again? Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. So the year is 1994, and as I mentioned before, uh, we did our honorary episode on the Shawshank Redemption where I covered the double deep dive on all the things of 94. So we're really kind of doing a triple deep dive today. And in that episode, we uh, mentioned that the WWF champ of 1994 was indeed Bret the Hitman Hart. We didn't, however, talk about who he defeated to earn that title. And at WrestleMania 10, world champ and dubious heel Yokozuna had to defend oh, okay. his title, the great Yokozuna. Vicious heel, vicious heel. Uh, a Samoan pretending to be Japanese, if I am if I'm right. Is that right? I believe so. Yeesh. He had to defend his title against two opponents that night. After defeating All-American Lex Luger, he dropped the title to Bret Hart in the main event. And the special guest referee for that match was the star of They Live, and also a guest star on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and that is the late great Rowdy Roddy Piper. Remember when Lex Luthor Luger body slammed Yokozuna? He was like the first one to do it. On the Intrepid, yes. Yeah. Yes, he body slammed him that previous year on the Intrepid in New York City. Why did they Came have to down do from that the helicopter? The Intrepid? It just more, on the 4th of July, <laughs> damn it. Talk about over the top. <laughs> on the 4th of July. This is for yeah. Pearl Harbor. It's like, I'm Samoan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, that's pretty Ooh. much exactly what yeah, they did. Yeah, wow. What a, just a in-your-face metaphor. Yeah. In that 94 honorary episode, we talked about the Stanley Cup champs that year. We're not going to bring them up today because this is not a day for the Rangers. This is a day for the Islanders, who are playing in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference semifinals, as we speak. But there was also a World Cup that year uh, in 1994. It was hosted by the United States, so we had a World Cup on our own soil over here. The finals were between Brazil and Italy. The game was played at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, in front of 94,914, and uh, those people in attendance saw the two finish in a nil-nil tie. There's a great 30 for 30 on that. It's a specific day where they played in the World Cup. The Rangers had their ticket day parade, and, I, and OJ was driving. And the Knicks were playing the Rockets, right? Yes, yeah. great 30 for 30. Yeah. Well, that one day where all those thing, four things it's amazing. happened. I remember yeah, looking so at the that. TV. I'm like, why are, the, why are they cutting into the NBA Finals with a white Bronco? <laughs> like, oh, OJ Simpson murdered his wife and she's racing down the highway. <laughs> oh, the 90s. We missed them. It was a nil-nil tie. Hooray for soccer. Uh, Brazil did defeat Italy in penalty kicks 3-2. to two. World leaders. So I covered a whole bunch of them that I mispronounced poorly in that in that other 94 episode. So I have a few more for the uh, for Stra the crew. I figured in. since we're doing The Lion King, I'd get some, uh, some African nation leaders. I mean, it's a tradition at this point. Uh, it, it is. And I've also picked a few countries from places that we have overseas listeners from. So I would get a little interaction here. Love so it. the president of Egypt was Hosnai Mubarak. I'll take your word for that. Hosnai Mubarak. The president of Kenya was Daniel Arap Moy. And the leader down in South Africa, this is one I got, Nelson Mandela, that one we have. Oh. For some of our overseas listeners, the Prime Minister of Australia was Paul Keating. The Prime Minister of New Zealand in 1994 was Jim Bolger. In Brazil, their president was Itamar Franco. Oh, that, uh, Bolger, by the way, not Bolger. 
Ted no, Brewmaster. Why, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> in Ireland, it's called you, Ted you, Brewmaster. You can get like, an English one. <laughs> come on. And the president of Ireland was Mary Robinson. It's country music time. Why? <laughs> yeah. Nope, that's right. <laughs> so this is where we play Guess the Country Song theme. Artie is very excited. So we already did this for the Country Music Song of the Year. So I picked it for the Country Music Awards Music Video of the Year. And the song title, and it's by Martina McBride, the song title is Independence Day. Gentlemen, what do we think Independence Day is about? Mm. Artie, you look very excited. It sounds like the themes haven't changed much in 30 years. In country <laughs> music. Uh, what do I think Independence Day is about? Mm. Um, well, it's 1994, so it's before the movie. I'm going to go with the holiday, Independence Day. Okay, they're just stricken beers and yep. Yep, waving the flag. Straightforward. Grant, how about you? I'm trying to rack my brain. I think it's like maybe... It's a story about a person that was like held captive somewhere and then escaped and lived under brutal circumstance. And then there's like a red pickup truck in there somehow. Okay, Grant is, <laughs> is, Grant is hot on the trail here. You, Jay, do you have anything to add? To this uh, I'm going with Will Smith and Aliens. She was ahead of her game. Good, good, good choice. Uh, it actually, and country music songs tend to either be something about something that's like ridiculously silly or something that's uncomfortably serious and this is unfortunately the uncomfortably serious part this is declaring your independence from domestic abuse believe it or not a couple of lyrics this is really from the chorus here let freedom ring let the white dove sing let the whole world know that today is a day of reckoning let the weak be strong let the right be wrong roll the stone away let the guilty pay it's independence day wonderful song by martina mcbride i know Artie will be going home and listening to that immediately well, I am home, and I'm not going to listen to <laughs> <laughs> The uh, CMAs got me thinking about the VMAs, which were way more relevant in the 90s. <clears throat> the VMA Music Video of the Year is a true classic uh, starring a notable actress. And that one, does anyone have any guesses of what the this VMA... Is, this is 94? 94. <clears throat> VMA... Was MTV this, music video God, of the year. Was this, was this Crying? It was indeed Crying yeah. by Aerosmith, <laughs> featuring... Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. She was in two. Uh, she was in two videos by them. I think Crazy was the other one. Yeah. Uh, Crying was the one with just her, and I think Crazy was the one with, with her and Liv Tyler. Her and Liv Tyler, or, or vice versa, or the other way. Where's yeah, the, the one where she bungee jumps off the highway? And that's Crying. I think that's, that's Crazy. Crying. That's yeah. that's Crying. Mm-hmm. That's the one where she's solo. But yeah, so great, great music videos. I was thinking of the Madonna song with uh, Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but Oscar, like, award, Oscar Award winner. I was trying one. to think. I think that's pre ninety four. I think so. Yeah, that's like ninety two. That might be ninety. Aerosmith got some some greatest hits, man. All right, here we are. We're back. Oh, We're back. If you remember our Argo episode, we had quite the battle over Aerosmith. Artie, you have anything you want to add to that? It's been a little bit. Um, you are doing your best Ben Affleck Argo impersonation right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no. <laughs> I'll go fuck yourself. Uh, Whatever. They have some good songs. Their biggest song is not written by them, which is lame. If you want to hear that battle and and hear me unleash on that take, you can go check out our our Argo episode. We had a lot of fun with that. You did like the crying and crazy music videos. That had to be a big part of your childhood. I can't remember them, really. Uh, I remember Alicia Silverstone a lot. Other nominees for Video of the Year there. Nirvana Heart Shaped Box. I can't say I remember that music video. Oh, that's a great one. Is it? Yeah. It, uh, R.E.M. Everybody Hurts. I definitely remember that great one. That's with them in like, the traffic. Yeah, and great yeah. Music I love that song. That should have won. And this one I thought did win oh, yeah. at some point. Beastie Boy Sabotage. 
That's one of the best videos ever made. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's that what I'm wearing. The disguises is kind of almost like a like action like, noir. It's, it's like it's like a 70s, yeah, 70s top show. Yeah. yeah. With just like Spike a Jones distorted bass raging in your face. All right, so the movie we're talking about today is Lion King. It's Disney's 34th animated feature. It was directed by Roger Allers and Rob Minkoff. A technically an original screenplay, though it's inspired by a number of sources, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Uh, the screenplay was done by Irene Mechie, Jonathan Roberts, and Linda Wolverton. Story was credited to at least 27 different people. The music was by the great Hans Zimmer. It was his lone Oscar win. And it's notable that the chairman of Disney was Jeffrey Katzenberg, because this would be the last movie under his regime. He would then leave to start Pixar, and that obviously started a major chain of events there. Bad so, Bad <laughs> yeah, right. yeah talk, he goes. He talk goes about sliding doors. Nearsighted decision. <laughs> yeah, he goes. He goes mermaid into Beauty and the Beast into Aladdin into Lion King. Drop the mic. Start. Start Pixar. Toy Story, Toy Story. <laughs> and then everything that Pixar did yeah. in there. Definitely a candidate for MVP here. Lion King was nominated for four Academy Awards. It was the winner of two, including Best Music, Original Score, Hans Zimmer, and also Best Original Song, Elton John and Tim Rice for Can You Feel the Love Tonight. It was also nominated for two other Best Original Songs, Elton John and Tim Rice, Circle of Life, Elton John and Tim Rice, Hakuna Matata. Other accolades include, uh, was nominated for Best Sound and Best Music at the BAFTAs, and it was the winner of three Golden Globes, including Best Score, Best Song, and Best Picture, musical or comedy. It won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Good for the Golden Globes. Now, again, musical or comedy. The dramas right. were it was was Pulp Fiction. Right. Like, Forrest, uh, Gump, and uh, Forrest Gump and Shawshank battling yeah. it out. Forrest Gump would win. Pretty wild. And, you know, it sounds like we're about to compliment the Golden Globes here. However, animated features are no longer eligible to win that award. Which is ridiculous because they started a best animated feature award, and that's just typical Globes. Just they're, they're Bush League. Stuff. They're Bush League. <laughs> Any guesses on the only two other animated movies to win Best Picture at the Globes? Beauty Any guesses? Beast. That is one. I would have guessed that. Guess the other something. is very hard to guess. Black Cauldron. <laughs> I don't think that's a musical or a comedy, so it would have to win the drama award. That would be it. Is this one half animated or fully animated? This one is a Pixar movie. It's not what you would think. I'm going to go with Ratatouille. Not a bad guess, but Toy Story 2. Huh. Toy Story 2. It probably would have been the last thing, I guess. Yeah, and, and just, I think it's just one of those where like they dropped the ball on Toy Story. They probably didn't nominate it appropriately, and here they gave it to yeah. Toy Story 2. Very interesting there for that. The Lion King was the highest-grossing film of 1994 worldwide. It was second-highest domestically behind Forrest Gump. It also opened on Broadway in 1997. The musical garnered six Tony Awards, including Best Musical, and it is also the best-selling home video of all time in any genre. Gentlemen, The Lion King, it's definitely a juggernaut here. Uh, it wasn't a, a cheap win by any by any estimate here. No. Where do we want to start with this thing? Uh, Grant, I'll, I'll kick it to you first. This isn't a cold open to The Lion King. It starts No, it's scorching hot. hot. It's hot as the African sun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I said before, it just it sets the table for the environment you're going to you're gonna live in for the next ninety minutes. The animation of all the animals and how like they're they're cartoons, but it's like the most realistic looking cartoons I've ever seen. Just in terms of like how they move and how they, like when the when like the giraffes blink, like their eyelashes like fan. It's it's like it's the most impressive thing I've seen. Yeah, the the animation in this is 
incredible. And I'm sitting there yeah. today doing my the little rewatch to prepare. I'm, I'm watching the animation. I'm like, this, I mean, this is like hands down the best in any of these. And then I like think to myself, I'm like, well, I guess Toy Story is two years later, so they it's kind of the last one before they shift to Pixar. I mean, there's Pocahontas and I, I think maybe what, Hercules, Hercules and after and or uh, uh, Hunchback. Well, I mean, even, even like both, that was both of them. Even yeah. like Princess and the Frog was like '99. Or later than no. Well, they oh, kept later, it going. Later, they overlapped yeah. for a little while. Yes, but yes. But this is like this is like one that. of the last yeah. pre-Pixar mm-hmm. ones when the when the technology totally changes. And like so. you're talking about, like the giraffes, like eyes and stuff. There's that one part where the ants. Yes. The, the technique, I, I don't know exactly, but the ants are blurry in the foreground. You're seeing and, and then, then it switches. Yeah. Right. So Amazing. you see the ants in they the changed, foreground and you see the blurry background. It's like an actual. They, they change the focus. Yeah. They made it like a camera trick. Yeah. No, it's just animation. And when I was like just reading about. It, I, you know, who knows if it's true, but they said they sent their best uh, animators to do Pocahontas, thinking that that was going to be the better movie. This the was that movie. doesn't surprise and me. And this yeah. was like, wow. you know, and yeah. Pocahontas was big, but not. Lion not Lion King, King big, yeah. no. Yeah, and just that's terrible foresight. I mean, like, what's going to stand the test of time? Like, it's a story about about animals in the in the wild or this kind of weird native american english coming over thing i mean like let's 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 take a step back here and think of what what we really want to send our 18 to yeah and the reason there's 27 writers credited is because this is a timeless story that works so yeah for why sure wouldn't this work we said it was their b team that did it however i think as they were working through it it quickly became clear that this is the one that's going to be better let's call Elton John and get him in the mix here yeah. because we got we got to take this one over the top and Hans Zimmer is a big part of this too we talked about his score kind of making taking a, a Disney film and making it sound like Gladiator and yeah. this is Hans Zimmer's lone Oscar win i think it could be arguably his best work we'll talk about that a little later in one of the one of the um, social media questions. I think that that is one of the things that makes this movie stand the test of time the most is that score because it's out the the Elton John songs aside which are great. Yeah. That is is the glue that keeps everything together from the from the great vocal acting to the wonderful animation to the Elton John music and Tim Rice music that's put in there. It's the Hans Zimmer score that just pastes everything together here and makes this makes this movie really be something that lasts forever. He won the Oscar for it for sure. And it still holds up. You know, you could listen to that soundtrack going out for a run or something and you it's gonna motivate you. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, yeah, exactly. When we were, you know, decided we the four of us were gonna do this and we, we scheduled it all and I I woke up early to get to to drive to work and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I got Lion King in the mind, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pop on the uh, pop on the soundtrack on the way to work and just was just in the best mood going to work. Got there and like texted texted a couple buddies and two of them responded in the group, you know what? I think that sounds like something I need today too. <laughs> and then like about about like an hour later I get one buddy comes back and goes, I just can't wait to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's that the music is contagious in the movie, it really is. It's great. Yeah. And yep. we'll talk about each of the songs as we go through. You get like that Jerry Maguire moment where you're like you know, even if you're <laughs> on the worst day ever, you just find yourself not and then by like five yeah. minutes later you're like, No one say it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Oh, every man. song too. Every yeah, song. No, every song. No every song's fantastic. Yeah. And I have a nitpick. I, can we stop calling them Elton John songs? Tim Rice has a lot to do with these songs. Well, he wrote the lyrics. Yeah, he wrote the lyrics. But I mean, Elton John is the face that goes with the music too. So it's you know Tim Rice. Tim Rice scribbling in his notepad is not winning any. You know, I'm sure it was a little bit of a group effort there. With they're that. probably good yeah. collaborating at this point. 
Yeah. I mean, if you've ever seen the South Park episode where Chef meets Elton John and writes his lyrics and he sees Elton John singing about, ooh, hamburgers and the french fries. Goes, you know what? I think, Elton, why don't you try these lyrics on top of that? Like, Tiny dancer in my... Well, that's way better. Um, so after this, this incredible first scene, which is just for the eyes and the ears is just is just takes over we cut to a very cold and quiet scene of the only person who did not attend this wonderful celebration of of simba and the circle of life and that is scar and scars is uh voiced by academy award winner jeremy irons and villain of the best die hard movie die hard with the vengeance that's right hot takes aplenty i feel like grant wants to disagree but probably agrees no i disagree <laughs> it's uh, die hard well, it's the best die hard movie grant's right 30 whys and 30 knives and seven die hard with the vengeance is great and then uh and si- to say and simon and simon is fucks fucks clocks and wives <laughs> <laughs> Simon's a great character. Even even to this day, I still say, um, like, I say, holy Toledo, somebody had fun. I still say that to this day. It's, it's wonderful. The answer is five, 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 and the number. <laughs> just, just an all-time villain, an all-time voice in this one. I mean, let's, let's talk about the Scar character out of the gate here. Did you know they're making a Scar film? I think Barry Jenkins is set to direct the Scar film. That is incredible. I, I did not know, know that. Stealing my spinoff. Here's the thing. Here's, here's the they, thing. Said they stole your spinoff. They're doing it. Damn it. Seems like you stole a spinoff. Here's the thing. The, the origin of Scar has to be a fascinating story, and I hope that they touch on that. You know? Yeah, now yeah. is it, is it going to be an animated movie? Is it going to be like that crappy live action thing they did? Probably live action. Ago? Live action. We do have a category later we talk about where we, it's our new category of season two, where we pick a spin off yeah. of The Lion King. This one is extremely hard because there has been an insane amount of remakes and spin offs to begin with. And Artie, you brought up The Lion Guard, which is like a super popular show. It's with, about with young Simba's kids. son. Okay, so that, right, so that, and that's like. Super popular, like yeah, merchandise, and it's like a, yeah. Right. It, but um, is, is it canon? <laughs> is it? I don't know. You tell me. You guys are I don't know. Daughters. I, I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> There's also the Timon and Pumbaa show that was on in like the late 90s. Oh, uh, yeah. That was like a Disney Afternoon show, wasn't it? Yeah. And then there's like another three or four sequels, I think. Yeah. I've not seen any of them. Luckily, and, Maddie doesn't want to see those. And then, of course, there's the horrific remake from a year ago. Has anyone seen the remake? Uh, yes, I've seen it. So twice in theaters. <laughs> am I am I hurting your feelings, here, Jay, with this with this take? How is it horrific? It's the because same movie. there's no because there's no emotion in any of the characters, and they're just blank faced animals with their mouths moving. And there's so much of why the Lion King is great is Scar's face and the 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 reaction uh, of the of the hyenas and Mufasa emoting and Simba emoting. Like that's the Lion King. Not just a bunch of animals running around to Elton John music. Speaking to Grant's point about how ridiculous the animation is, the scene I texted you guys in the group chat about how I said Rafiki, I think, is the best animated character. There's a scene where he's looking out over Simba, and he, he like, subtly moves his eyelids to, like, recognize something. And I was like, how the hell did they think to do this? Back yeah, back? yeah. It's really good. It added such a, 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 le- a level of depth to the scene. Save I think if the, you ask me my favorite, I would it. say Rafiki is the best, my favorite Disney character of all time. Wow. Wow, yeah. okay. Wow. I enjoy, well, I enjoy the wise, you know, fool on the hill. I like that dynamic. And I enjoy, yeah. like, I always enjoy, like, the disciple, 
uh, teacher, you know, like Yoda. The Yoda Luke, Luke Skywalker. Rafiki yeah. Simba. So anytime sure. that happens in a movie, I'm like, cool. Yeah, I, like I like that, that too. The, un- the unassuming sage mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. This, this time around, in, in watching it a, a couple days ago, I was just so fascinated by the scar stuff that I, I was just kind of just. Uh, I didn't have any time for Rafiki. I could like I was just like ah, you know, I'm, not, I'm not as interested in this. In rewatching today, I was really taken in by that character. Oh yeah. Because it was kind of like today was like the the note taking watch where you're 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 paying a little more attention to the little things that are going on. The first time I just watch it as like a just anybody putting it on TV. And that character totally stood out to me today. He's it's, like the, is, he's yeah. like the Varys of the Pride Lands. Like, yeah. He just cares about the realm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and let's clear the air right now. Rafiki is a mandrel, not a b- baboon. Is that right? Okay, a mandrel. Right. Yeah, the, and they did, a, they did a great job of being authentic to the animals. We talked about how great the animation was, but they really wanted to make sure the animals behave like they actually do. Yeah. They, brought in, they, they brought in a lot of um, experts and, and made sure that there was a lot of authenticity there with how the animals would react. And, I appreciate You feel it. You feel yeah. it. Yeah. It feels it feels like real animals, even though they're they're humanized basically. Yeah, and that's yeah. what you're saying about like, the animation. Like you know, you see the the emotions, but even though they're humanized, they still feel like the legitimate animals. Right. Yeah. And in reading about it, like you know, they said legend has it that they brought in real lion and cub just to, so that the animators can see how. Oh, they I, move, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and and also in like the with the hyenas, the Whoopi Goldberg character is the lead character mm-hmm. and the hyenas are a, mat- are a matriarchal group like right, they're they're, right. they're run by the, yeah. by the females so uh, just little details like that really really kind of make it make it pop yeah. and uh in talking about the hyenas and i guess we'll go into that more when we get into the be prepared stuff but this is our second appearance of cheech marine here in these animated films because he yeah. regrettably voiced the chihuahua in uh well i mean i'd rather him oliver voice, and company i'd rather him voice a chihuahua than a white actor you know, yes. I, you know, it's it's yes. a, it's a stereotypical Chihuahua. That right. I, I'd, ra- I'd rather Cheech Marin voice him than than somebody else. That's that's true. That's fair. I mean, there's some of the some of the uh, the mannerisms of the Chihuahua didn't have I mean, to be what, so it was, so it was, ethnic. It was in but, the what the late '80s. It was yeah. It was a different time. Okay, so in in the early on here, you get these these encounters with b- both Scar and Mufasa, and then you get the the Scar and. Simba encounters and this yeah. movie's pretty like airtight with the runtime there's not a lot of wasted space very so, efficient yeah so any of these little dialogue moments to me really stand out because you don't it's not like you're gonna get seven conversations between Simba and Scar you get one when they're little and then one after the tragedy and then one when they're older basically and there's really only one between Scar and Mufasa yeah. so this time around I was super like honed in on these conversations it's 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 one conversation but you know everything you need to know Mufasa is the leader and Scar is really butthurt and Scar and Scar cannot challenge Mufasa because in a physical altercation Mufasa would handedly win. I, I kind of never like I didn't realize coming into this one how scrawny and scrappy Scar was. Oh, he's really skinny. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of you oh you think of him as this like evil villain. You think he's like this big dark lion. It's like nah, he's like a like a runt like yeah. he's like a I just think, like a, a mutt you sometimes know? those are the best ones because they'll do anything to survive you know? that's, that's right that's, that's, what, that's, what, he did. Yeah, that's yeah. what he did i gotta talk about uh rowan atkinson's zazu in this because he is just on fire this whole movie oh, he's great when we meet him he's near death <laughs> he does swallow i mean he's in his mouth he's in yeah. his mouth he's yeah. just he's a gulp away pity 
Yeah. Uh, we know Rowan Atkinson mostly as Mr. Bean. If, if 90s time, that'll be kind of where he met his fame. But Yeah, but uh, no one knows his voice. Yeah, Artie, you didn't even know I coming no into idea. this. I had no idea. No, yeah. I didn't know he spoke. Yeah, yeah Rowan, Rowan Atkinson's a star on this one. I love the line, um, you know, ah, there's one in every family. Two in mine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. He'd make a lovely throw he'd rug. Kind of throw he'd rug. Always ruins special occasions. When we get dirty. We can take him outside and beat, beat him. But like, meanwhile, Mufasa loved the idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> what What do you think was the moment where James Earl Jones opened his mouth and said, "Ooh, you know what? I am gonna have the most iconic voice of all time. Like I just like my voice is just is pure gold. I mean, it was probably in nineteen seventy eight, right? After Star Wars, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah and just, just only voice. only Morgan Freeman rivals him, maybe. And, and Grant, you, you brought up we, we, we were sitting down, setting up, and joking about you, you referred to him as Darth Vader. I'm like, God, you know, like I didn't, even, I don't even think of him as Darth Vader, and yeah. like that's that's how like vast his his career has gone. You know what his voice. first movie is. Uh, I don't. Doctor Strangelove. He's in Doctor Strangelove. Yes. I did not know that. Wow. He's in Doctor Strangelove, and I put it on, and I'm watching. I'm like, wait a minute, that's fucking James Earl Jones. What year is this movie? It's like 1960, <laughs> what, four or something? Yeah. yeah. His his dad was in the Sting, right? Was that his dad? Uh, that his was dad in was in the Sting. Yeah. Wait, it's Luther. That's his dad. Luther in the Sting. Sting. Yeah. 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 My mind always goes to uh, feel the dreams. Yeah, yeah. baseball. Yeah. That's what they call baseball. One constant through all the years. <laughs> the other, baseball. The other phenomenal voice. Food like Graham. Go the distance. <laughs> you saw it. You saw it too. <laughs> the other phenomenal voiceover guy is Ray Liotta. Uh, <laughs> my whole life. He's a good fella. Yeah. He is a Ray Liotta. Found cop on. Yeah. Hey, watch this part. Watch this. Watch this. Hey, Ray. Hey, go, I get it, Ray. I'm watching. They must have really fed people to the lines because as soon as we did that, he really got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Scar was a bad <laughs> uncle. <laughs> I always knew there was something wrong with him. I, was, I didn't quite it, know how wrong it would get, though. <laughs> when, it, yeah, when, it comes to, when it comes to brains, I have the lion's share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever since I was young, I knew I wanted to be the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who would he voice, though? Is he voicing Simba? Is he voicing Scar? Is he Nala, voicing... why would you do that, Nala? Nala, what you doing? If you want to hear us scream and yell about the about the Goodfellas uh, narr- narration and voiceover, we have plenty of episodes on it. I think the Departed episode, <laughs> the many, Gangs probably. of Goodfellas, anything yes, already bees on. Yeah, we'll have to have you back on the uh, on the Dances with Wolves one, too, so you can scream and yell about it again after that beat beat Goodfellas for Best Picture. We have we can have our Kevin Costner debate. Another behind the scenes heated debate. <laughs> are you, are you an anti Costner? I don't think Costner is a good actor. Jay, you're definitely pro Costner. Yeah, of course. I, I also am pro Costner. I'm very pro Costner. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have that debate another day. That's a, that's a good for you fellas. That's a, a, a fight for another <laughs> podcast. So the first tune in this one, as Simba and Nala go off to uh, find this elephant graveyard, I just can't wait to be king. Which for me is the ultimate banger in this in this whole movie. 
It's the one I liked the most as a kid. Every time I've gone back and watched it, I've, I just get excited to see it. It's I equate it to um, that's what Brian Boitano would do in, in the <laughs> South Park movie. Yeah. Every time it comes on, I'm so excited to hear it. When it's over, I'm upset that it's done. Uh, I'll find myself later on going back and listening again. It's like it's like a minute and a half. It's airtight. It's just enjoyable every second of the way. I used to torture my mom with this song. I had the, <laughs> I had the soundtrack. I just put it on repeat. I'd read the lyric book and I'd sing like awfully, <laughs> trying to be what I thought was Jonathan Taylor Thomas until I saw it wasn't Jonathan. Oh Thomas. man! Then and my today. heart was broken. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I feel betrayed. So we may be breaking people's hearts as they listen to this because I didn't find out until I was an adult. I knew that a while ago. Oh. Yeah, just like four voice actors that do Simba. Yes, Simba's Granted, voice. Granted, one is the lead singer of Toto, so he gets a pass. <laughs> oh, for the for adult Simba. Adult. Well, Four total, yeah. Yeah, so Broderick Children. doesn't do the singing for Simba, That's and weird, neither does JT. The theater actor, you then he sings sing. in the producers with Timon. Very weird. Yes. And we'll talk about that. We're not, we're not to adult Simba just yet, but Jason Weaver does the voice of, of young Simba here and, and crushes it. Jason Weaver was supposed to play Simba, he was all slated to do it. And then the agent calls and goes, JTT really wants to be a part of this project. <laughs> and they're like, well, we got JTT, obviously he's going. Because Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a star at the this heart, time. The, the I mean, heartthrob from uh, Home Improvement. It's it's right. weird to look back and think about how big Home Improvement was. Like, talk was about huge. things that would never happen in 2020. Like, the, like 2021, 2020. Oh, Home Improvement. It's a sitcom about a... About a, a you know a hands on fix it guy and there's laugh and tracks a stay at home mom yeah it's like why tries to get some work here and there oh, oh, oh. why was that oh, the oh. most popular show on nosy neighbor it really was the most it was like, it, it was, was like in, in school if you didn't yeah. if you didn't watch it they'd be like oh you didn't see Home Improvement <laughs> well you're eating lunch alone Tim <laughs> Allen had like an eight year stretch where he just killed it That's he was that in like movie that Santa, Santa Claus, Claus movie oh, oh man testament to Tim Allen really it is I'll say that I like he found a way to regulate cocaine usage. And work at the same time, like a functioning addict. He's got great yeah. and, comedic timing. And Home yeah. Improvement provides characters in two of the movies that were in our animation finals because Tim Allen is the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah. So, and t- talk about two protagonists who have not necessarily aged the same way decades later. Like, Woody is Tom Hanks, one of the most beloved actors of all time. Yeah. And I swear, at the, I swear back in 90, 96, it was a good idea to pick Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> like he's ripping cocaine, ripping like, All right, we're, we're stuck with this guy for the next six sequels. <laughs> He'll always have a job because he's Buzz Lightyear. Did you guys ever see the um, the footage of Billy Crystal as the? Because uh, Billy Crystal was like going to be Buzz Lightyear. No, it was it was a very very different character. Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't heard it's, the clips. Yeah, it's baffling. Billy Crystal doesn't always work. Well, they they later brought him back in for the monster. He works as Mike Wazowski for right. sure. Yeah. yeah, I just can't wait to be king. Uh, to just to wrap that one up, the voice work of Rowan Atkinson in there is also needs to be noted because when you have all these actors who aren't singing and aren't doing it, he's hopping in on the mic and he's just slaying it. You know, yeah. He's just hopping yeah. in doing his little vocal fills each beautiful, moment. The beautiful, call and response beautiful timing. is the best yeah. part of that. You know, no one say, do this. Now yeah. stop, stop, stop. Yeah. No now say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Not what, yet. Right. Brilliant. Great, um, brilliant. Yeah, great timing. major shouts to him, to Jeremy Irons, and to Nathan Lane for Dropping their vocal tracks and not having to having to bring in someone to bring in the lead singer of Toto to do their singing yeah. for him. Uh, J- Jeremy Irons kills it. Oh my yeah. god! With be prepared, and that's where like, we're headed right, next I'm, year. I'm listening to it and I'm like, all right, well, let's get into be prepared. We're, we're I'm here listening now. to we're it. And I'm like, 
right, let's see how they kind of made this a little easier for him to sing no. so it could be good and he can get away with doing it. And I'm like, wait a minute, Jeremy Irons can fucking sing. <laughs> yeah. He's singing. He's good. Yeah. And I, I sent this tweet out a, a couple weeks ago. And this movie had three, as we said in the intro, three songs that were nominated for, for an Oscar. And at the Oscars, they perform each song. And Elton John came out and did the, the whole, you know, Can You Feel the Love Tonight thing. And, and Nathan Lane came out and did the, the whole Hakuna Matata. We were robbed of Jeremy Irons performing Be Prepared oh, yeah, at the Oscars. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be incredible. The steam coming up in the back and him just stomping Ooh. out. Ah. Ooh. His mannerisms in general, Scar's just great. I just love he's such a like a different villain from like the Gaston, like who you right. yeah. we were talking about before, you know? It's like he's that Wiley, you know, obviously not the favorite, but just will do anything he has to do. He, whatever it takes. He's, he's, the, he's, he's the mastermind. He's Lex right? Luthor. He's staging yeah, a yeah, massive yeah. coup. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, he's going to kill the king. kill his brother. I consider him a the It's tiptoeing me. I consider him the greatest villain in, in the Disney canon. Um, I, I, mm. I, can, I can drop that. that do you mean, I know do you mean you, most evil or... Uh, the gr- no, no, the greatest, the greatest developed like, character. Okay. In, yeah, in general, yeah. character. I, I can get behind yeah. that. Yeah, I think. So. I don't think I, the guy I think of is most it, it is, is Frozen, right? Is that the yeah in the Frozen movie? So yeah, Hans you, you said the that in the, past. the Southern Isles. Yeah. I have not seen Frozen myself. Oh my so. god, he is dark, man. Really? That's dark. I don't know if you're being sarcastic. No, I'm not. Okay. If you really line, like write sentences about what he does, you'd be like, wow. Oh no, it's he's like he's very duplicitous. And it's super yeah. evil, and yeah. sociopathic, and yes, not yeah, Disney. very much, very much a sociopath, <laughs> not Disney normal. Yeah. Like, so we've Corella Deville wanting to skin Dalmatian. That's really dark that's pretty intense. That is pretty she dark. wanted a fur coat out of these. She wants. She wanted things. to kill a hundred. Dalmatian puppies. And puppies. 101 yeah. Dalmatian puppies. For clothing. Just to wear a fancy jacket. Yeah. There's people in the world to do that, and they're very successful business people. That's true. Yeah, I know. That's the reason why you have... There's a thin line between villain and successful. And entrepreneur. That's why a lot of CEOs are on the sociopath scale. Right, and that's... A, yeah, they're all psychopaths. Yeah. And that's the reason we have a lot of extinct animals right now, too. Sure, well, the so, white rhino just became yeah. extinct. Yeah, that's too. really sad, because they have, like... Armies guarding these things against poachers. Yeah, and, and also they still go extinct. Also, now that you say, I mean, lions are you know threatened species as well. It's, that's thematic. Yeah, well, these uh, fucking hyenas won't stay out of the pride lands. You, <laughs> <laughs> humans eating all the food. There's a big drought happening. All kidding aside, humans' disregard for animal life is it's despicable. It's, awful. it's a despicable yeah. quality that our society has. Because we're just other animals, technically. Right. We, just learned, call- we, we just have thumbs. It's a right. disregard for life. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Posable. <laughs> so, Grant, you, I know you wanted to chat about... <clears throat> Some of the best villain songs in the Disney in the Disney universe I think, here. I think this is a perfect opportunity to get into it. Yeah. Absolutely, and this is certainly a major canon. But before we do this, I do want to say, as we're going through quotes, this was one of my quotes from this song. Because the, the songs, the lyrics in the song are genius, by the way. It's an yeah. amazing song. And I know it almost got pulled from the movie because they did the, the Nazi... Uh, illusions that they used oh, in the it. Marching. Yeah, yeah, the marching of the hyenas. Oh, yeah, that's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this this almost got yanked. Think you know I. I mean I, that's why if you watch the remake, Kieran, 
Uh, they, they don't do anything like that. I think I shut it off by <laughs> that point. Be like, Prepared is uh, a very different song. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, we're not getting into that again. From, uh, I believe, the second verse here. but It's clear from your vacant expressions, the lights are not all on upstairs, but we're talking kings and successions. Even you can't be caught unaware. I mean, just, just <laughs> And then the final line, which is just all-time great. And I want to find a way to use this in my, like, day-to-day life. My teeth and ambitions are paired. I Be that... prepared. Oh, yeah. Come on. That teeth and ambitions line is permanently stuck yeah. in my oh, head. Oh, man. I mean, how can I incorporate I, that in my life? I think the, my favorite part, which uses Jeremy Irons' voice to, perfectly to a T, is as thick as you are. Pay attention. <laughs> you know, you get that <laughs> and it's that like coming out of the song for a second, good, and then going back yeah. into it. It's brilliant. But even even just like the um, Whoopi's like, and where do we feature? Just listen to, to teacher. teacher. It was like so condescending. Oh, and even at that point, you can see like uh, Whoopi's reaction. Like even then, like the doubt in him and like the loyalty is like starting to wane a little, little bit because because he's so condescending right. to them. And that's his downfall. Sure. Ultimately, that's his yeah. downfall is he doesn't respect them. He doesn't give them the time of day. He treats them he's like for, morons. He's in it for himself. Right, like toys, like, you know. Pawns. Yeah. That's it. And, and Jeremy, turn, and that's it. Jeremy Irons insisted that they let him huff cigarettes in the vocal booth while he did this because he wanted, he wanted Ska's voice to be extra it raspy. Yeah. And he blew out his voice singing this song. I read that. In one of the high spots. Yeah, one of the screen spots. Finish it. Yeah, they're they yeah, Jim Cummings. Yeah, Jim Cummings is a voice as a voice actor, does the does the Ed character. Winnie the Pooh? He is. Yeah. He is Winnie the Pooh. Wow. Christopher Robin. So I would this would get my vote for the best Disney Disney villain song. Grant, what else did you have in the mix here? I think What are other candidates? Poor Unfortunate Souls, I think, is my favorite. That's up there with me. That's so good. That's excellent. Gaston's really good. Gaston is a, is a, is a great call. I was say, can I comment on Poor Unfortunate Souls? Do the, it. The, it. It's too choppy for me. It's not okay. like, you know, like she kind of does like, I don't know. It's just like a different cadence. And I just can't get like, you know, I don't you, bob my head to it. You know, it's a great song. Unfortunate yeah, soul. And, just, like, like and her voice is not amazing. Like, yeah, I, I like know. it. Little Mermaid, yeah. I do I, think... I, it's good. Yeah, I, I just I can't think, get into it. I think as much it's. As... I think it's like great for her character. I feel like it's just like, kind of over the top and just like a fat octopus would be uh, for some reason. Just mad. It just matches her whole persona perfectly. I think. Yes, and and Grant is very strict about the rules here. You did disqualify a villain song here. I, I don't know. It didn't disqualify anything, but I I, I don't know if Cruella de Vil necessarily qualifies because she the, the villain isn't singing it jay brought it up and it, it's a gr- i love the song it's a great song i don't know if it qualifies as a villain song because it's a it's not from the perspective of the villain right it's fair i don't know i mean I that's mean, fair it, it's i'm not gonna fight i'm not gonna like die on that hill or anything it's just you know what's a great one and, and it's a, room, a, a disney movie that doesn't get a lot of attention and it should because it's good from Tangled and Mother Knows Best from uh, from Tangled is a really really good Disney villain song. That I don't was know if you're familiar with that one. number nine on I'm Entertainment Weekly's best villain songs. Of well, all you time. have a list ready to go here. Oh, if, you're oh, if you're interested in I Entertainment Weekly's best villain 
uh, list. It goes Headless Horseman. Oh, that's a good one. The by Thrill Ravencroft. Ica- yeah. The Adventures of Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad. Which is nine. an extremely dark movie, by the way. Number yeah. nine is Mother's Knows, Mother Knows Best, Tangled. Yeah. Number eight is The Phony King of England, Robin Hood. Oh, oh that's what The Phony King of England. Okay, but again, that's, but that's Cruella de Vil area because they're singing about him yeah. so that's right. in the same world in that yeah, so yeah. grand but it also grand, goes back grand, to like grand, grand, here. Grand hey. Hey. wave it off well then stay tuned for this <laughs> list uh, uh, with this song which actually probably gave me nightmares as a kid Heffalumps and Woozles Heffalumps and Woozles hell yes I remember tripping out to that as a kid and be like whoa trippy as hell yeah that's a bad trip Heffalumps and Woozles now that's like the Heffalumps and Wolves are very involved in that song, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna allow that one. Okay. You the know, whole time watching that Winnie the Pooh movie, I'm like, does my mom know what she left me on? <laughs> this is terrifying. And, and Heffalumps and Woozles, I think, is sung by this like this disembodied voice. It's just like Heffalumps and Woozles. It's like, who's that guy <laughs> singing? What's going on right yeah, now? Real. Which but, I feel like, to um, your point, Artie, I feel like from like 1995, before 95. All these kids shows were not for kids. I was watching The Mask with Jim Carrey the other day. He's yeah. doing these balloon animals. He's doing his little shtick. He's got the mask on. He pulls out an empty condom. And he goes, oh, wrong pocket. And throws it behind his <laughs> That's head. Jesus. I, like, I watched that movie when I was nine years old. I did not know that wow. movie, that joke was in I there. haven't gotten that. I didn't, I didn't get that, that joke. At all. Why is that yeah. joke in this movie? I don't even remember that. I didn't right. get no, that joke really until either. just now, Jay. Like, I <laughs> totally time. remember that. Right. Wrong pocket. pocket right? To, to you so guys' like, point about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I remember the first one, like, the first 20 minutes of it, I'm like, this is sick. What fun action. And then... Like Raphael's in a bath and they broke up. I'm like Casey Jones is angry at them. I'm like, what am I watching right now? This isn't like the cartoons. Shredder dies in a gar- in a garbage. The truck. garbage truck. Grizzly death. Jay, before you get to the yeah, to the next, so I want to throw one out there. Yeah, want to throw one out there. The walrus and the carpenter from from Alice in Wonderland. We're talking more dark villainous songs. Where they have all these like it's dark. They're definitely villains. To who though? I love it. Not to, to the poor baby oysters that they, yeah, they but like, eat alive. I don't know. I, I, I consider them. I would, I would consider a villain has to be a villain to so, the. So you're right. So it's not, the, it's not the main antagonist of the story, but there's. But that's like that's a, a book of side stories and a movie of side stories. So they're yeah. villainous characters. Yeah. I wonder if it's on the list. But Jay, what's what's next? Well, now that you say Alice in Wonderland, number seventeen on the list was who's been painting my roses red? Okay, that's the off okay. with their heads. Yeah, so. right. Who she would be the main, the main villain? Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, that qualifies. So where that checks I, out. Where I left off was um, on number seven, which was Heffalump of Woozles. Number six was High Diddly DD Pinocchio, which I don't remember. You know what, dude? I was from, thinking about uh, Pinocchio. I'm like, there's got to be one. But I was focusing on... I was No, I think that's the, <laughs> the I think description. Is, John. The description is, you forgot this one existed, but now it's stuck in your head forever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. That's the whole I review. think that's Honest John. So like, okay. so I was, I was like, there's got to be a Stromboli song. Who is that? That's the guy. Honest who John is that. The Pio- that's the a fox, man, right? fox guy, right? Who just has no consequences whatsoever. He just like, just, for chi- he for just gets away with it. He just gets away with it. There's no, there's yeah. no comeuppance for him. He just wanders off into the distance this to continue Pinocchio? his action. Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio is another dark. dark movie. That's really dark. Pinocchio had a 1995 for people to realize. It's a while. Pinocchio had a great run in this tournament too, by the way. It did. The People's Pick. The People's Pick. Yeah. The weird one. Number five. Friends on the other side. The Princess that's and the Frog. That's a great one. Yeah, it's really good. Keith David. Oh, Keith, Keith David. My, my boy, my boy Keith David was the villain in that movie. I've never, I've never seen. It's good. 
It's good. Number four, Corella Deville, 101 Dalmatians. Okay. If it was approved, that would be my number one song. It's a good song, it's though. It's very catchy. Very catchy. Number three, Be Prepared, The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Number two. These better be real good ones, these next Or Unfortunate two. Souls. Okay, so we threw, that was thrown out there. <clears throat> unlike, unlike Cruella, Ursula's big number is a masterpiece of excessive tongue-twisting verses, which I said was my problem okay. with it. Wow. Um, bitchy, ill-focused asides and lengthy dialogue interviews. Interludes, excuse me. So, that's, that's true. They, like very, it. they do that with Belle, too, It's very though. theatrical. They like it. It's very theatrical. But. And then number one is Sir RDB's favorite guest on Beauty and the Beast. That's a good one. Great that's, that's a very yeah, great call. So we, we, we honed it on the top three. Yeah. The first one. It is three a there. searing, clever critique of traditional masculinity. Yeah. 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 Um, I use it's fantastic. in all of my decorations. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the, uh, I'm especially good at expectorating. Me too. That's an all-time great line. It's aged great. really well. Because like it's like between that and today, there was like the... The two thousands of like bro new metal heat and like that and like it's matured through that into that where you look so, back at the nineties like wow they were ahead of the the curve with this. Well, yeah. so now that like Disney, you know, so now that after Pixar existed, are there any like Pixar movies with villain songs or is that just like a Disney thing? Well, I, well no, Moana, Moana's Disney, Moana's story, right? Right, because no I feel like Chinese, Chinese. Thank you, yeah. like, thank you is a uh, very arrogant you kind of. Uh, you're welcome. Alanis, Alanis, no, thank you. Morissette. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, India. Thank uh, you, Canada. Thank you, But I'm thinking maybe they do sure. that on purpose because it's more the view from the main character. They don't want. Yeah. You know, it's always like, about like the like in Toy Story. Who's the villain? It's like someone you don't know. Like it's it, like, like if Andy had a song, it'd be uh, Andy. Yeah. Uh, no, and do no, we want to uh, hear a heavy metal song about Sid? Sid, Sid yeah. right? Yeah. Sid, yeah. Sid, yeah. They don't give Sid the time that perspective. They should have got Rob Zombie voice. to write a song for Sid. I love a Sid. I love a Sid new metal song. I would love that. Right. Well, you know that you know that he was the uh, you know Sid was the, the uh, a garbage man in Toy Story, three. Uh, yep. Toy Story ah, four. Yep. Yeah, yeah. he's one of the garbage men with the, when they're escaping. Well, imagine what you say about that though, like Pixar not having. Oh no, because uh, Moana is, is right. but like, shiny. The 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 cred song from Shiny is great. So oh, Shiny's amazing. That's Jemaine from Jemaine, Flight of the Concords. Yeah, and I guess Lin Manuel Miranda wrote that song. And it sounds just like a Flight of the Concord song. It, it dude, they definitely worked together. Oh, they had to, but like, it sounds it's like his exact cadence. Is yeah, brilliant. Is there um, off the top of our heads? Is there a Pixar villain song? <sighs> I don't know of a lot of Pixar music. It's in the background. Well, I just know you they, got they, a friend in But that's in yeah. the background. Yeah, yeah, it's just on in the, right, in the right, background. Right. It's yeah, not performed. Pixar doesn't sing. The Incredibles, there's no singing. Yeah, there's, there's, Wally, there's, there's no singing. Is that a Pixar uh, thing? I don't think they do music. I have, I have a question. Actually, I do have a question. Artie, you might have to plug your ears because this is about Coco. Is it that big a deal? Earmuffs. <laughs> it might be. Oh, Earmuffs, sorry. Yeah, I would love to hear it. For those of you would, listening, I'm plugging my ears. <laughs> Earmuffs. For Coco. Would, would, uh, rem- would Remember Me be a villain song? Ooh. That's a question yeah. for another day. That's a question for another day. I'm, a, I'm going to leave that in, but that's a question for another yeah. day. Yeah. So I covered um, my ears for nothing. I think ultimately no would be my would be my answer. But his version might be. Interesting. Qu- interesting to, question, but for another day. And not to lie, you did not need to cover your ears. For that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. I, wanted, I wanted to be kind of a dick. Thanks, Grant. Let's talk about this this stampede scene here because this I feel like this is like the this is like the the heavy duty moment in most people's childhood. Seeing brave, awesome. 
Mufasa, who's just, just yeah, he's just got a beautiful dead. mane and just just loving life with a big smile. He's just will do anything for his son. Wow. And keep keep in mind this stampede scene. Kids watching this movie, we're like 19 minutes into this movie, and now they're killing oh. Mufasa. Yeah, like, oh, it's coming in hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's geez. coming in hot. Brutally, too. Yeah, and and they um they said that when they were like planning the screenplay here and writing this whole thing, they wanted the movie to be a mixture of Bambi and Hamlet. Well, a ton Bamblet. of Hamlet. 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 Yeah. I'll talk a little later about some of the some of the best picture references that are in this movie because I found four like four specific references to other best picture winners in the movie. Well, maybe we can make a game out of that later where you uh, give us a hint. Uh, uh, <laughs> in the heat of the night? But the, in the heat of the night, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's just do it right now. Yes, it's right here. The black right, white wave. So, call me Mr. Tibbs. Yep, yep. So the, uh, the, the scene where Pumbaa barrels through and they, 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 they call him Pig. Is, you're talking to me. So he does a yeah. De Niro. Ah, you're talking you to me. Oh, you're talking okay, to me. Okay, so he yeah. starts with De Niro. And then he does, they call me Mr. Pig. Yeah. And that's from In the Heat of the Night, okay. which is, they call me Mr. Tibbs is right. the line oh, okay. in that one. So that was okay. one. Hamlet was the obvious reference because yes. the whole movie is, is pretty yeah. much yeah. based on yeah. Hamlet. Um, the other two, one of them was from the lyrics of Be Prepared. He has a quid pro quo. Yeah, he says so, that. So, yeah, science it's a big part of this. Of this is your science in the lens. Oh, okay. uh, indirect, but... Right. Listen, this is this else. is three years after Silence of the Lambs with a and, villain, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. So there's direct reference there. Love it. And the last one is also from the song lyrics, and it's it's from I just can't wait to be king, and it's Rowan Atkinson saying, "Out of service, out of Africa, I wouldn't hang about." Out of so out, out of Africa. Africa. So another clear wow. movie reference there. This stampede scene, and I, I love the the. The lead up to it with the with the hyena hiding because just, just let me pick off a little sick one yeah. in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like no, this massive plan. Those are gonna disrupt the giant herd. Like, come on. The music in this scene is unbelievable. It's probably my favorite yeah. Hans Zimmer yeah, it's part, I, score of the movie. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you. This is his yeah. most impressive part it's just of the like movie. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's right the, the fucking animation. <laughs> I mean, good god. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, it took it took them three years to animate the scene alone. So this was a surprise. Yeah, it's, it's so uh, intricate. They had to develop new technology to be able to have it move this way. You could tell. Yeah. Just like even the tree Simba's dangling on, just moves realistically. It's like hang, like the roots are hanging on by a thread. It hangs naturally. Yeah, everything's natural. Yeah, exactly. That's natural. why when Natural's you said a great way to put it. Didn't you say the second Lion King felt st- like plain, like animals with just faces? Talking about the Lion King sequel. Yeah. Right, so this had heart and uh, years of effort to put into it, and then they just. You know, I, I didn't like the idea of that whole thing. I'm Jen. I know you enjoyed it, and you know that's. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. You know, I'm happy for. I'm happy for everyone listening that enjoyed it. I You're, just. I didn't like that project with Star. We're having this Batman conversation again. We're doing the Ben Affleck. We're doing the Ben Affleck conversation again. We're doing it. We're doing it again. Here's I, just, manager, I, I never liked like it. it. I never yeah. liked the idea of it. I gave it a chance through. I just can't wait to be king, and I shut it off because in, I couldn't. In Kieran's it world, Zack Snyder may as well have directed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zack, Zack Snyder's Lion King. Let's do it. Let's Can do I tell it. you then? You missed uh, Billy Eichner, who was probably the best voiceover actor of that entire movie. Hilarious. He was, yeah, he was good in that. Hilarious. And I'm a I'm a big Donald Glover fan too. Oh, I love oh, the yeah. ca- I love the cast. Yeah. I love the cast, and the casting was was smart and and casting you know, was really good. Yeah, they did, did the a great job with that. Lame. It's not lame. It's just so. different. It just loses the heart I, of the movie. It. it loses yeah. the heart of the movie. 
I'm asking him because he. No, I'm asking him. Yeah. That, that was not, not that, 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 that did not. That did not. Oh my god, that was not a question. The animation's lame. Loaded question. Loaded question. That was. I'm trying to play off his thought. That was a statement. How would you describe the animation and? Why would you describe it as lame? <laughs> uh, no, it, it, lo- it loses the heart. If you I, could I use one word to describe the animation, what would it be and why would you choose lame? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do agree. Like, watching them as, as real, like more realistic animals, there is, a, there is something lost in that. I do agree with that. Yeah. The scene where Scar over poor Simba's father's dead body casually convinces the young child that it was his fault? Could that be the most sinister move of any villain in any Disney movie? Like, the, well, like, this is the, the biggest gaslighting I've ever seen. In my, <laughs> what did you, what did you do? In my life. This is like a few sentences where this kid is just like, oh man, I killed my dad. Yeah. He does it pretty quickly. Real he quick. Three, real three quick, quick lines. He's like, he's like but I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't actually kill him. He's like, no, you didn't. But if you weren't involved, he'd still be alive. Yeah. He's like, oh, God, he's right. Like, and then he doesn't miss a moment. He's like, right. what should I do? He's like, run away. <laughs> God, and all right. Never come back. Never come back. All right, I'm running then, away then. It's so like, can't even, I can't even talk to my mom first? Like, yeah, I don't know. No. Just high till I Get out of here. And then he, like, sits in it for, like, two seconds and then goes... Kill him. He's sinister. Brutal. Sinister. Uh, the run the, the run through the through the, the whole thorns and all that are just it looks like you know, that incredible. Took three years to film too. Yeah. There is a great henchman moment here. Cactus butt? Where I think it's I think it's a Cheech Marine goes, you know, get him. And and Whoopi Goldberg's like uh, you get your ass in there. I'm not going back in there. I'm like, fuck that. His name's Banzai. Yeah, but right, but right. Yeah, so. yeah. Banzai, Shenzi, and Ed. Classic henchman where it's just like, eh, how much are we really being paid for yeah. this gig? Like, I'm not running through this yeah, he's shit. Like, he's going to the desert. Like, he'll, 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 he'll be die. fine. He'll, he'll be die. fine. We'll, deal, we'll deal with this at a later date if he comes what? back as like, a, as like a massive brawny lion. Yeah. He would have died <laughs> if it wasn't for uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Right. Timon and Pumbaa. And Side note to make this a longer podcast. Who are those, who's the best henchman in Disney history? Three to one, baby! Let's go, Islanders! No I way. thought that was your side. Three to though, one. Looking to advance. I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. I hope it doesn't. I hope it. I hope it ages well. no longer exist. When you say bench best henchman, henchman you mean so like your favorite, went, most likable, the best. Or, like we're doing best. Uh, villain mean most song. effective. Ma, I thought initially went to the 101 Dalmatians. You know the classic black around the eyes. They got the black and white stripes. If I remember correctly, they got yeah, crowbars. No, they didn't. Like who's the yeah. best henchman? To the villain in any oh, Disney film. I think Iago. Oh, Iago. good answer. Iago's, yeah. like Iago's, Iago's, Iago's the right answer. Can anybody here do it? I can try. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so stressed out. I'm melting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, great. Other than other than just He's repeating like, Affleck, I don't really. That's the best I can do. With it. <laughs> Affleck. He's like Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's brilliant. Okay, so is, do we have anything else? Um, I love, I Seattle? love the henchmen in Toy Story three who then turn on uh, Mr. Snuggles or Mr. Cuddles or what? Uh, uh, Lazo. Oh yeah, they're yeah, awesome. They're Lazo. great because yeah, because you have, uh, cause you have like the one eyed baby, that. you have the oh, one eyed baby right. and the octopus, right, and then they're yeah. like they're with them, and then they turn. Yeah. So like that, that whole crew, the whole like Sunny Daycare well, crew. Whoopi Goldberg is the octopus. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, I, and, I, and I do. I do like Ken's turn in Toy Story Three, voiced by uh, Michael Keaton. So all three hyenas have other Disney appearances as as voiceovers. Yeah. Because you have Cheech Marine in Oliver and Company. I like, you che- have I like, I like Cheech Army better. Do we know that it's Cheech Marine or Cheech <laughs> it's, Marin? It's Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin. Okay. Welcome. I'm just, it's par, par for the course here. With you. I I think it as it's tradition. Oh, Francesca. <laughs> as it's like the um, when done right, I was thinking the eels in... In Little Mermaid. I was yeah, just those, thinking that, yeah, those, dude. They're really... Yeah. Yeah. Hexum, Jexum or something like that? Or yeah, whatever she yells. My, 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 my wife would know. I also love LeFou in... LeFou's great. In Beauty and the Beast. He's unbelievable. Artie, you brought up... He's actually one of the only characters ever that's better in the live action than in the animated. He's more developed in the live action. The guy does the voice of Olaf. He does yeah, the voice Josh of Guy. Olaf. Yeah. If you saw of him, Olaf, you know Johnny him. He's a, he's a brilliant Johnny theater Olaf. actor who's just hysterical, too. So we brought up a couple a couple Oscar winners here. And in this movie, you have Whoopi Goldberg and Jeremy Irons, who both won Oscars in the same year, just a couple years prior. Jeremy Irons in Reversal of Fortune and Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost. And that was in 1990. They became the fifth and sixth Oscar winners to voice... <laughs> Disney characters. The ones before them were Jack Albertson in The Fox and the Hound, Peter Ustinov in Robin Hood, George Sanders, our boy Favel uh, okay. from from. Um, oh, he was your Shere Khan, right? Uh, he was Shere Khan. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he was he won for All That Eve. And then uh, oh, okay. uh, George C. Scott, who's in the villain in The Rescuers Down Under. He's the uh, oh, the boy. poacher. He okay. plays the poacher in The Rescuers Down I Under. S- I haven't seen that. You know what's interesting? We'll talk about George C. Scott when we get to Patton. But, yeah. Jeremy Irons and Whoopi Goldberg are both Tony Award winners. Tony Award winners also. Jeremy Sorry. Irons won in 1984 and, and Whoopi won in 2002 after The Lion King. Wow. So they're so on they're, stage they're and they're on, three on screen. They're three away from the EGOT. Well, Whoopi's... Claimed like she started doing stage acting with Robin Williams and Billy, and Billy Crystal. Crystal. The three of them the just, just improv on stage. stage. They, they did like the just for laughs beer. thing, right? Or was that just was that just for laughs? What what was that that they did? Um, comic relief. Comic, comic relief. relief. Just Thank so you. you know, Whoopi is EGOT winner. She is. What's yeah. that? EGOT. Emmy, Grammy, Emmy. Oscar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I fell down that hole. Like two weeks ago, looking up comic relief stuff and just the Robin Williams and all Billy Crystal and her. Just yeah, if you ever want to just watch comic brilliance, oh, it's great. <laughs> like, yeah. Robin Williams will make you so sad oh and so God. happy at the same so, time. He's so quick. Yeah, Bull Simba's getting exiled to the desert here, and uh, while he's on his journey through that desert, we're gonna take a little uh, a little break here. We're gonna cut to our uh, street reporter Grancy, and he is mm-hmm. going to disrupt Maddie Z's nap. And get her takes on The Lion King. Maddie Z will become the youngest co-host of the BPC crew. Three and a half. Maddie Z, uh, what are you drinking, Maddie Z? (laughs) Uh, Juice. Some sort of apple juice. Yeah, it's juice mixed with water. Uh, So let's go to that interview now. Okay, so I'm here with my daughter, Maddie. Say hello, Maddie. Hello, Maddie. Well, you don't have to say your name. How are you? How are you? No, I'm asking you how you are. Good. Okay, good. So I'm here to talk to you about The Lion King. Okay. Okay. Do you like The Lion King? Yes. Okay. Who's your favorite character in The Lion King? Um, Simba. Simba? Do you like old Simba or young Simba? Um, young Simba. Okay, because you can relate to him as a young as a youngin like Simba. You're just nodding. Okay. What's your um? What's your, who's your least favorite character? Um, Sarabi. Sarabi? Good. Why don't Why don't you like about Sarabi? I 
You don't think you don't think your character is fully developed? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your What's your favorite song from the movie? Um, Candy Love Oh, that's good. Can you want Do you want to sing it? No. No? You sure? Okay. Uh, Maddie, how many times do you think you've seen The Lion King? Um, I don't know. Would you say it was over a hundred? Yes. Okay. You say it was over 200? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of times. Uh, what's your favorite Disney movie of all time? Um, Dumbo. Dumbo? And who's your favorite character in Dumbo? Um, Timothy. Okay. And what would you say is your favorite Disney song of all time? Um. What's your favorite um, Disney song? Um, can you feel the love As of all time? Okay, that's good. Okay, Maddie, well, that's it. I'm not, not going to keep you long. So say, uh, so thank you very much. Thank and, you very much. And we'll see you soon. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Say, watch Lion King. Watch Lion King. <laughs> say, listen to the best picture cast. Listen to the big picture cast. Say, Artie is wrong about everything. I'm wrong about everything. <laughs> All right, that's a future star. That's a future podcasting uh, star, Maddie Z. Well done. Wow. Ever, Even, ever since I recorded that, she keeps on asking me about my podcast. That's, that's <laughs> She's like, great. You're doing a podcast, and she and she plugs it like a pro. She, she buries Artie like a pro. Like this, this is great. <laughs> she immediately is intuitive about me being a heel. <laughs> that was very cute. Really cute. It was very a very much a. Michael Moore interview. It felt like she yes, was, yes. She, she was very startled at first, <laughs> and yeah. uh, did not expect to be interviewed. It's, at that it's, moment. it's funny. I asked her who her favorite, her least favorite character is, like the next day, and she's like Scar. So yeah. take, take take that take that criticism hey. of Sharabi for what it's worth. Hey, that's that's fits right in around <laughs> here. Sharabi, his mom. Yeah, <laughs> that was a hot, that was a hot take. Not very, like he said, she's not in it long. Yeah, she's, she's ready. On his, she's what ready. Hilarious. <laughs> Like, uh, hey, she's ready to throw her LVPs out here. She knows, yeah, she knows yeah. how BPC works here. She's probably chatting with Joey R. She's not a fan of Ellison from Beauty and the Bounty. Simba's left to the vultures here, and we have Timon and Pumbaa Literally. saving the day here, doing a little vulture bowling. Simone and Pumbaa are the, uh, the, the fan favorites here, if you're a young child. Uh, watching this one, I remember that as a kid. They have like all the high spots, you know. The, hoo, 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 oh, hoo. they're like the they're the comic relief. There is like a juxtaposition between Simba and the whole Akuna Matata theme in the middle of the movie, and what he's supposed to actually be doing at the end of the movie. They find him. The vultures are there. They get the vultures out of the way. They take him in. And they kind of just, it's like being on like a cruise ship for like a couple of years where they're just like, yo, don't worry about whatever just happened. Like, come have fun. Like, we're just meant to enjoy life. Don't worry about your past. Don't worry about anything that's bothering you. Akuna Matata. And it works for a long time with him. It gets him past whatever he's, you know, doing. But then all of a sudden, like, the main theme of the movie comes, like, knocking on the door. And it's like, uh, no, this isn't what we were, like, meant to this movie to be yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? I wouldn't say he even gets past it. I think he just buries it. You know what I mean? It's just, right. it's just, not, some, yeah, it's just somebody not... that's, like, just, like, putting all of his problems on the back burner. He hasn't, he hasn't dealt with anything. And right. then when Nala shows up, that's when he 
all of that, all that stuff comes, that starts coming back, and he has to pick up the mantle, as it were. So are they wrong? Is the Akuna Matata like wrong? It's such a great moment, and everyone uses it as like a model for life. But is it the wrong thing for him, or is it the, exactly what he needs at that moment? It's the opposite of what Uncle Ben tells Peter Parker. Like, great you have power. great power, you need to be responsible with yeah. it. They're with like, yeah, fuck it, great... whatever, do whatever you want. Right. Yeah, with great no power matter... comes great responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And Ch- change your name if you need to. Like Timon it. and Pumbaa are the lost boys from Peter Pan. They're like, let's stay young forever. Yeah. We're in yeah. the jungle, we're chilling, we're doing our thing. However, their arc brings them back to the kingdom where they can get to help and save the day, where the lost boys kind of stay out there. That's um, a good th- point. This is the deepest themes of the movie here rely on the second act here of the, the whole Hakuna Matata stuff and, and Nala coming in and crashing the party. We'll get to that, the Can You Feel the Love Tonight stuff. Crashing the party and then the boys, the bros being like, oh, she's, she's killing our vibe, bro. Like, come on, yeah. this is terrible. And, <laughs> Stop and, simping, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to then, you know, remember his father and what his father taught him and, and, and is he going to just kind of chill in the jungle and do his thing or is he going to head back? And and it takes a little time. It takes it takes uh, Rafiki to, to get involved and and once and he and once he owns up to his responsibility and what he's supposed to do. Timon and Pumbaa are like them. The way that he got they got him to follow them. Now he's getting right. them they're, to follow him. Like, maybe following, this guy's right. They're yeah, following. I was going to say it's a good point that you, Kieran and you are making. It's that like they're like no worries, no attachments, and but they find in Sim, Simba something to care about. Something yeah. to be like, no, we're attached to this guy. And whatever our life was before then, whatever he does, we're going to do with him. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I, get, I don't think I picked that up immediately, but that's awesome well, that you guys picked that up. It's something that you don't pick up, as a, pick up on as a nine-year-old. But when you become an adult and you have responsibilities, all of a sudden you completely understand why Simba makes a decision to go back to Pride Rock. You know, because all of a sudden you're just like... No, man, you got bills and shit. You gotta like yeah. that. You can't yeah. just Akuna Matata your bills away. Yeah. 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 And, and and even deeper than that, my bills are slimy and not satisfying. <laughs> That's the landlord's true. like, hey, your rent's due as you go up the stairs, you're like, Hakuna. Hakuna. <laughs> <laughs> Hakuna. I don't just looking you right in the eye. He's like yeah. What the fuck that means? Can we get like, so I love, for you? I love, I love we did like a breakfast club uh, Akuna Matata with the four of us on the <laughs> <laughs> like, to our bills. And the be- the <laughs> best part of that montage is the middle part where he's like a teenager with a mohawk he's like, and he's like Akuna Matata. He's like a he's like a Sex Pistols fan in the middle yeah. there, and then he just rolls back but into the big main. Yeah, and then Jason, Jason, that's where Jason Weaver makes his money because he's like. It means no worries. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. Toto guy. No, as, as the adult, that's Toto it, kicking in. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, God. No, I got Toto. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's like, uh, And he's like, uh, Rosanna, yeah. Wow, you got some pipes and there. Donald Glover does a great job with that. Yeah, so he's well. great. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, you just scared me. I'm like, wait, is he in this? Do you think that? Do you think that the lead singer of Toto would have been... Do you think that there was a correlation between him doing a song Africa and Lion yep. King? Oh, that's be, awesome. Right? Just like I think that they picked James Earl Jones and the and uh, I forget the actress's name, but the mom that are also the mom and dad right. from Coming to America on purpose. Yeah, to yeah. Give yeah. Us that, definite, that definite. Familiar Africa. How do I not make yeah. the Toto Africa connection there? Like, 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 thanks for connecting us. Yeah, really yeah I did it. I did it. Now I like Rosanna. What are we doing here? 
I listen, I love Africa. That's, I, I think it's think, one of the best pop songs. I think Africa, really came, Africa came out and they figured he was towing the line. And so they towed the line of cultural appropriation. It kept in Norway's hometown. Bam, 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 bam. That's foreigner. Legend. No, that's Toto. No, that's Afri- yeah, that's, that's Toto. Toto? Yeah, yeah. Toto. 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 It's yeah. hold the line. Hold the line. Yeah. Is it? You can yeah. edit that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> in too really, deep. In this really show all line. our expertise here. Uh, <laughs> I, I will. I do. I do like. I do like the moment of Hakuna Matata when you know the, they're singing and they're doing their thing, and then like Jason Weaver's back to the the kid the kid singer for JTT. He comes in. He just. Boom! He hits like a high note harmony yeah, and like comes and, out of the water. And Simone's like, "Ooh, there you go, kid." You kind of showing us up a little bit, but all right, <laughs> yeah, take it, take yeah, it. I'm seeing it, kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just he shakes it off. He shakes the wetness off. The way they show t- uh, Simba age from child to adult. With the music and them walking over the lava, oh, just going, the, Hakuna, the, Hakuna, the, Hakuna, with the moonlight, the, the sun rising. So simple yeah. and, and like, it's, 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 yeah. it's just simple. so basic. It's, it's so simple. simple. And I don't mean, I don't, so well, yeah. I don't mean this to just apply to music, but there is no wasted note to this movie. It is, it is the 120 and, minute movie that is just pure perfection. And like also, everything is there. They're going over a bridge during the bridge of the song, yeah. which bridges into him being an adult. And like, uh, another thing, like that throwing it. metaphors in your <laughs> face like, yeah. like oh. Oprah. Yep. You get a metaphor! <laughs> you get a metaphor! <laughs> Everyone get the metaphor! Right, and, and, and we didn't mention in the, when the hyenas are chasing him through the thorn bushes, it's going left to right, pushing right. him through, going left to right. When Simba returns to Africa, it's right to, right right to, to left. left. Right. And I always... Every time I read about that in a movie, I'm like, oh, that's great. I it's never so catch many it. Movies. I never catch it yeah, while I'm yeah. watching the actual oh, movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's such a cinematographer you, you trick. Catch, you catch it subliminally. Yeah, right, like, right. You ca- yes. Your brain catches yeah. it. Even we're, you I'm transitioning here from, from JTT to Matthew Broderick. Do we, we're saying our goodbyes to, to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He, he ends with, uh, what was it, Jay? The um, slimy but uh, satisfying? Slimy? Fine. His last line <laughs> of the movie. Um, a great aged his role in this movie. It aged very well. Like I mean, it, like you look back and it's like it could so easily be dated and weird, but it was. I, I tried to not like it. No, but it's I'm great. Like, his voice is perfect. It's great. Yeah. It's, 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 it's absolutely perfect. brilliant casting. Yeah. It works. It stands the test of time. It, it makes you look back in the right way and be like, wow, goddamn, he I, was on top of the world back and, then. And I wanted to not like. His voice performance because he didn't sing, but I like his voice. No, performance. it's great. It's, it's good, yeah, though. it's great. It is a home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> and if he was, if Lion King was on, you bitch your ass. You I'll know be, what? I'll be home for Christmas to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have been And I think even the man of the house would agree. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love that movie. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> I saw that in theaters. We're into Matthew Broderick as Simba now, and Nala's gonna crash the bro party here. This. Uh, Endless summer that Timon Pumba and and Simba are having here. I before we we do the the whole Nala coming in and the Can You Feel the Love Tonight thing. There's there's one scene that really stood out to me in this that I think. And anytime you watch these movies as adults and you find little moments in them, they're like, oh wow, that's like a that's like a life moment thing, not just like a kids movie scene. Timon Pumba and Simba are staring up and looking at the stars. Yeah. Mm. And Timon confidently just says, ah, they're fireflies up there. You know, what, you know, if that's what they, that's what the stars are. 
Pumbaa, you know, who says like, "Oh, my line of the movie." It, it, say it then, Artie. What do you got? He's you got like, I think the giant balls of gas burning because, of course, he does. Yeah, He's right. a fucking fat pig, right? But it's but actually what they right. are, That's right? What they right. Are. right. But he goes, right. everything's gas with you, right? And but, it's it's perfect. Genius. But this is the part that I like the most is that now Simba is confronted with. This is before Nala shows up. Simba's confronted with a memory of his father and what his father told him. Yeah, and he says it to his boys. <laughs> and they basically just like laugh at him, wow. and he's like, "Yeah, it does kind of sound kind of kind of silly." And he he has that little that moment of of, of crisis with self identity of you know this is what as a young boy this is what my great father who's a king told me and this is what I always grew up believing and now I'm like confronted socially with the merits of it and I think there's so many roots about belief and whatever you believe in or whatever you're about, you have to make it what you believe it to be. And how others influence it really kind of shapes anybody's faith or anybody's belief or whatever it might be. Paying that back to when we see Mufasa later on, it's incredible to watch the growth of him and what he believes in and what he has to do as a king and where that comes from. I think that scene is such a throwaway forgotten scene in the whole movie that that uh, that really spoke to me I just I thought I thought it was I thought it was great. So Nala's going to Nala's going to now come in and and really confront Simba with his past and boom chicka wow wow he's going to get some little action this, along the way too. This uh, town. The um this number is overtly sexual. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a lot to say about like about she, this song and this whole the whole deal here with she, this, you can get away with a sex scene if they're animals in a kids movie. And it's I don't know. I guess they did. I guess they did. Like Nala, Nala gives Simba like serious fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah she's thirsty as shit. Oh my god, you ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I personally think this is the weakest song in the movie. Dude, this is one of my points here. Well, okay, so, it's, it's so my daughter. This is when you go pay. All right, so but, hold on, hold on. That's not, that's not necessarily my take, but coming into this, it was. Because there's a lot of things going on here that are just, like, weird. Number one, every song in the movie is sung by the characters, like any musical is. And I do have some musical things I want to confront you guys with about this, because I would think that you guys like the songs here and you... You liked how it was presented, it, yeah. but you don't like when when movies stop. Does is it the animation that saves it? For what? Yeah, it, it's yeah. To, for, you're you're yes, already you're already, you're, already you're already suspending disbelief about talking lions. Oh, so it's a live action. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a kid yeah. movie. Thing. Yeah, but um, it's a great but movie. Comes, but it's a replay. I know. Yeah. So when it wins the Oscar, so there's the, the Can You Feel the Love Tonight in the movie, but then there's the one at the end credits when Ellen John's singing it. Right. Right. That version, I some. I like better for some reason is because I okay. like Good. John so, and he's doing his thing in the in the movie. I don't know. It's just it, kind of like comes at you like yeah, okay, it's weird. Love. Number one, every song in the movie, the characters are singing as they're singing. This one is like they're like two of the characters are singing, but then the other characters are like singing in their minds, and it's a very kind of weird forced thing. Right. It's an exposition dump. Because yeah. they cut to Timon and Pumbaa talking, which is the best the, part of the song. Which is the best part of this scene. Right. Yeah. And they're just dumping. Can't you tell what's happening right now? And so here's what's happening. happening. So yeah, here's literally, and they here's don't have a clue. The story behind this, which is why all of this made sense to me once I did a little research, because this whole this this scene and song is always kind of just I've scratched my head as to what is going on with this movie at this point. So Elton John signed on if they would give him a big love song moment with the radio. That he could put on just like A Whole New World, just like Beauty and the Beast, just like Colors of the Wind, which would be the next year. I need that moment of, give me that big song. They're like, great, Elton, do it. You got it. Great. We'll do it. In, put it in the closing credits. It'll be fantastic. Elton screens the movie. 
It's not. Can you feel love that is not in it? Uh, 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 what, what, what happened to the song? It, it's, this, this simply must, it simply must be the love song in the narrative. I need it in the narrative. Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay, guys, how are we going to do this? This is weird. Um, all right, so let's have Timon and Pumbaa singing the song. We'll change the lyrics just like we do with Circle Live, just like we did with Can't Wait to Be King. Switch the lyrics up. Timon and Pumbaa will sing it while the lions are fucking grazing around and doing their thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing their thing. They're, they're, they're mating. They do it up. There's a, there's a Timon and Puma version of this song that never made the movie. Show it to Elton. Uh, no, this simply won't do. We need to, we need to have the, the, the lions must be involved in the song. The song must, the narrative must be through the song. Okay, looks like we're having the lions have sex while singing the song now. Elton wants the lions to have sex during the song. Okay. <laughs> like world so, police. so they had to redo it so that the lions are singing the lyrics to the song. And and then you have, like Jake said, the song in the end, which the lyrics are completely different. Like Elton's just like, kaleidoscopes yeah. and warriors and yes, bag and bounds and yeah. Oh, yes, was, I love that. It's <laughs> great, but what the fuck is he singing about? Kings and vagabonds. Yes. Vagabonds and warriors. That, that is his, that's his first draft, and Tim Rice is like that. Yeah, yeah. crossing <laughs> shit out left and right. Kaleidoscope. I do love. This it. doesn't have the right syllables. Doesn't mean it works. I love. I love how like in the in Circle of Life, like there's the two versions, right? There's like the animals version, and yeah. then there's the. But they both like the the sun rolling high oh. in the sapphire sky. Like both people. We're like, no, we need to keep the sapphire skies too good. Like, that has to stay in both versions. Yeah. Right. All the English parts die. Yeah, hilarious. The African words are worded, they're pronounced differently in the Broadway one from the movie. Is that right? I Is went to right? see the Broadway play and I was like, wow, they're really literally pronouncing these as opposed to kind of mumbling them in the animated one. So yeah, they give yeah. him his moment, is what you're. Yeah, they they put it in there, and listen, the song goes on to be a mega hit. It goes, I think it, it wins it, the Oscar. It, it, it wins the Oscar, <laughs> it, which I think, in retrospect, that should have gone to Circle of Life because that's the one that stood the test of time. Yeah, like that's when they still yeah. play it, like ballparks, and right. like the if if it's. I think it's more recognizable today than Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Right, myself, Circle of Life. But I think if you look at that Oscar, like in retrospect, you might want to switch it over to Circle of Life, but. You know, I, I, I get it. I get it either way. I think it went to number three on the Billboard charts, which uh, the only one. So Beauty and the Beast, I think, went to four or five. This went to three. Colors of the Wind went to three. And uh, Whole New World was, num- was which, number one hit. Which Beauty yeah. and the Beast? Uh, the, um, Taylor's or Tim. Um, yeah, the uh, Celine Dion and Pavo Bryson. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me that... Angela, Angela Lansbury's version. Oh, no, no, no. It's no, Celine Dion. I love Angela Lansbury. Her version's better. Uh, yeah, it's sorry, it's better. Well, then that was One take. Jerry or- I didn't know Jerry Orbach was Who's the Jerry voice. Who's Jerry Orbach? He's Lumineer. You're Lumiere. From He's the Camel. Oh, oh really? he's great. Yeah. And, he's, and he sings. Oh, yeah. He's, that's he's, him singing. Yes, I know that. And, like, yeah, I, I, that. and when, I, when I saw that, I'm like, this is so fucking impressive. Oh. Yeah. I just picture him from like either Dirty Dancer or Law and Order. I, so, I don't picture this. So the two movies, well, three movies, I guess, but two I pay attention to, that my daughters have been obsessed with. I have a five-and-a-half-year-old and a, a two-year-old. Yeah. My five-and-a-half-year-old, when she was two, was obsessed with the movie that we had to watch every single day, and it was Beauty and the Beast. When I tell you I watched this movie minimum one time, straight through, every day, for like a year, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Minimum. It's a masterpiece. 
Everything about it is yeah, unbelievable. and that was that was the big showdown here in this tournament too. Was Lion King, Beauty and Beast was a semifinal one, so it yeah. didn't make it to the finals itself. But the, the, was was the a great two, showdown. The two the two big ones met in the uh, the NFC Championship game. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think I was confusing the end credits is Circle of Life, right? No, the end credits it's Can You Feel the Love? Okay, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. does Circle of Life though on his own too, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. credits are long. Where does he well, does do it come that? in there well, twice? Yes, the second credit. Well, it's on the soundtrack. He does. He yeah, does. There, uh, I can't wait to be king. Also. Changes the lyrics really? to that one too. Really? Yeah, it's all on the soundtrack. Yeah. The, credits, the credits are also very long. And the lyrics, two songs that they play. In the the lyrics must be fucking one. insane in that in the Elton John version. It's of ridiculous. Yeah, and it's they com- got the snow shovel. <laughs> this is kind of like the big. Now we talked about like the heavier themes of the movie and the crashing. This is now Simba's gonna get confronted with Rafiki. Rafiki's gonna take yep. him to his dad, but just some sort of cruel trick though. Oh no, he's still alive. It's like, oh my God, my father's alive somehow. Well, like, I mean, it's it's a it's a matter of perspective. Of course. Of it's, course. A, it's an Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of thing. Yeah. They're also animals. So like what kind of, you know, we don't know what they are capable of mentally. Yeah. So yeah, what sure. if they can talk to their parents? No, I'm not questioning the spirituality of this, this scene. I'm saying when, when Rafiki's like, your dad's alive, I'll take you to him. And right. Simba gets really excited. And then <laughs> he's bummed <laughs> out to find out. He's like, you live in, he lives in your reflection. It's like, oh, uh, screw you, man. You got me excited for no reason here. Cut action. I paid you $5. I know, <laughs> I know your father. Oh, he's alive. I will bring him to you. Come, I show you. We, we talked a little bit about this earlier here with Bio? responsibility of, of, of coming through and, and what you have to do. Right. One of the other things that, that struck me about it this time is... And this is for, you know, it doesn't just have to be a parent, but if whether you've lost a parent or whether you've lost a mentor or whether you've lost a, just a friend or whoever it might be. The idea of forgetting them versus remembering them and honoring them and how yeah. it's very easy to hakuna matata, I'm not going to think about it versus, no, that person is a part of me. That person did help me get here and make me who I am. I have, a, a, I have an element of responsibility to honor their memory. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where that Mufasa whole... You've, you've forgotten who you are, Simba. You've forgotten who you are. You've forgotten me. And it's just, you know, Simba's kind of like, oh, sheesh, sheesh. You yeah. know, I've been eating yeah. bugs in the jungle here. It was kind of, it was kind of chill. I was kind of enjoying it. Time. But yeah. This is, yeah, this is, uh, yeah. this is heavy. Buzzkill. So I, I really, I really dug that. But that, it's true. And too. that scene in the clouds with Mufat, like his voice is not better than that scene. Oh, it's where perfect. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's like, like thunder. Yeah. yeah. Imagine James Earl Jones oh, speaking <laughs> from a cloud, you know, like yeah. that's what it would be. Yeah. Animation choices there are also key. Perfect. And like, everything yeah. like lights up like it's daytime. Yeah. It's so creative. So creative. And think about it. It's original. It's so original. That cloud turning into a lion talking is so original. Yeah. Where it could have easily just been Mufasa's face, just like, hello. Yeah, it could have been garbage, but <laughs> yeah. it was this artistically yeah, done so you know, animation. Right, like a Hamlet look, seeing his dad as the ghost, you know, yeah. and bugging out. No, it's like so symbolic. It's, it's and it's natural. Like it's a cloud. It's Very, not yes. a ghost. Which goes back to like, I mean... We, we skipped this part, but Mufasa talking about the circle of life is the deepest thing you will find. Like, you know, the antelope eat the grass, and we eat the antelope, and it's just like such yeah. a 
brilliant philosophical yeah. action, but like truth telling. I also think that the Urban Wars got a really raw deal yeah. with the Circle of Life. Yeah, yeah it's like right. it's like it's this like, is oh, it's told like, from the king's perspective. Yeah, like, we eat the antelope and, and we they shit eat them the out. Yeah. Yeah. We shit like, them out into the grass and then they eat our shit. Baby antelope because you can't catch the adult and you you know you're killing children. It's like it doesn't do it. It's very special. It's like the circle when you when you grow when you grow the grass and eat the grass it doesn't hurt you you dick yeah. <laughs> yeah. like it hurts when you bite us you asshole he's like these antelope graze peacefully and eat grass and then we kill them we'll give we'll give the companies more money and then the money will go down to the employees somehow I genetically <laughs> modified this grass I, and, I, and I, I'd remiss to, I'd be remiss to not bring up Mr. Hankey's circle of poo again in the South Park <laughs> Circle the poo, and the poo goes in the grass, and we eat the bird just to become poo again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a it, great moment of truth in the myths of sure, it's a, it's a it's a great it's a great metaphor it's a great metaphor just for like everything is everything in life is circular everything right. has everything cyclical and this, it works on Mufasa's character, which is he respects everything around him. Sure. You know, he's not like Scar, who will destroy anything no matter what. Right. This movie very much moves like like a wave where it's like very emotional, very carefree, very emotional, very carefree, yeah. and then very yeah, emotional. yeah. This really, is, it's it's very obvious they're going for this and this and this. And there's great little like like subtle humor in this, and it's like, and then on goofy puns on top, like they really manage all that. Well, there's a there's a great is it the you know when he's showing. Simba the kingdom and it's you know we're in charge of all that that light touches and they have the scene where Simba's trying to wake up his dad when he's waking up his dad his dad says to his wife until sunrise you're in charge right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, he's yeah. not mine until yeah. the sun comes up it's great, no great lines great line. your son I had no deep, deep ideas to teach him until the sun rises, and then I could use my. When the light touches him, yeah, then I'm in charge. Yeah, you don't understand that line doesn't work unless there's sunlight. If I I go up to the the cliff with him and show him, he will not understand. Only half of it will be lit. And in the meantime, I need my sleep. Everything the light touches, there is no light. Well, this is why I wanted you to wake your ass up. Um, this is where I thought Simba's voice acting really was awesome. Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas yeah. killed yeah. it. Like it sounds like a little kid, but he's like I it's, don't know, it's great. Twenty when he's filming this. No, he's no, probably, he's, he's, he's like twelve, right? Yeah. When I become king, what's that gonna make you, Uncle Scar? It'll make you. You're so weird. Uh, you <laughs> That's a really no great idea. line. Great, great. You have well, no spoken. idea. You have yeah. no idea. Second <laughs> grade. But um, the uh, the whole Simba Rafiki scene is my. Cool to the movie. All right, give it to us, Grant. Where um, the the whole interaction where Rafiki bops him on the head, and he says, "Ow, that hurt." He's like, "It doesn't matter. It's in the past." Yeah, but it still hurts. Ah, yes, the past can hurt, but the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. And then he swings again, and he ducks, and that's just the. Yep. It's, yeah, a, like, it's, just, ah! it's just it's just a great it's a great life lesson. Yeah, and yeah. that's like Rafiki versus Simone and Pumbaa. Yeah, exactly. The more practical or the more responsible thing to do versus the easier thing to do. Right. This movie is so deep. It, it on is. so many levels. It That's is. why and it appeals to adults and children. Yeah. Um, some homage to the uh, uh, Swahili language here. A lot of the characters are, are Swahili words. Simba, it idea. means uh, lion in Swahili. Nala means gift. Hmm. Sarabi means mirage. 
don't know how that applies necessarily, but because she's uh, not relevant. Raf- <laughs> she's not real. Rafiki is the uh, Swahili word for friend. Pumba is uh, the Swahili word for simpleton or weak-minded. Oh. And uh, Shenzi, which uh, that's the Whoopi Goldberg uh, hyena character, yes. is a savage. I also have the translation of the opening. Yes, you bet. Yes, Nailed it. I, this, is, this is what they're saying. Do you want to know what they're saying here? I do. We're break. This is what I've we do here. Before I is, remember it, but this is what we do here on, on uh, Best Picture Cast. We so here comes a lion, father. Oh yes, it's a lion. Here comes a lion, father. Oh yes, it's a lion. A lion we're going to conquer. A lion, a lion and a leopard come to visit to this open place. That's what they're. It riding. sounds so much better in Swahili. <laughs> it really does. It does. <laughs> like upon my, uh, well, in my um, research, which Kieran probably already knows, Rafiki was supposed to be a cheetah originally. Oh, I did not have oh, that. Is that right? right? And uh, there was no Akuna Matata. And apparently they came back from like a trip and they kind of like said, oh, this is a new phrase we thought of. Like some of the animators came back from a trip. It was like, oh, we just heard this new phrase. I'm like, all right, we got to put this in this new song we're working on. Originally, Akuna Matata was supposed to be about just about eating bugs. <laughs> like them, him showing how yeah. to eat bugs. And they worked in Akuna Matata into it. This is how things but go. That's the internet for you folks. So yeah, double, but, yeah right. that's that was out there. This is this is this is how things go from good to great. You know, like you're working <laughs> on like we need this bug song, and they're like, well, yeah. you know, we visited Africa, and they have this really cool thing over here that applies to the themes of the movie. They're like, better, <laughs> better song, better song. But we can keep the bugs. Look right? at you, yes. yeah, <laughs> bug stay, the bug stay. Can we keep the can we keep the slimy yes ass biting part yes. because that's Dude. that's what's going to bring it all home. The uh, bugs will remain a big part of this whole thing. Awesome. Actory. Yeah, so Simba's headed home. He's moving from right to left now. By the way, he and gets home through, really quick. It took him yeah. a while to get to the, well, the jungle. Yeah. He gets home in point. So, he's, he runs he's, a, he's uh, like his uh, 40 time. is. It's got to be, I mean, it's got to be in threes, right? It's crazy, right? So, yeah, so Simba traverses the desert. So did, yes. so did, so did both Rafiki and Nala traverse the same well, desert? He, I was just going to say, what's even because, more impressive is how Timon and Pumbaa follow him up. 20 seconds later. Right? Yeah, they well, they have much, much slower legs here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Pumbaa's fast. Is, which is fine. We forgive no, it. Hogs run fast. Do they, they have that stamina, they though? Do they have that stamina? Oh, come on. There's no clear. There's also no clear narrative about how long it takes because them. It, there's a there's a montage. It's a classic montage. You don't know how long it took They could be trailing them. Everyone knows that... They went through a wormhole and they got out of Pride Rock. <laughs> we don't know. was standing there. We don't know how long it took Rocky to climb the mountain. It happens very quickly in the movie, but it could have taken days. That took, that took ten minutes tops. <laughs> but to their defense, you're glad they did it. Like you didn't know you need to know you how he got back. As long as he gets yes, back, they're back. They're back. So we don't need to it's harp over the you don't stuff. care about nah. until you watch it with a critical eye. Yeah, like we watch it for a well, you watch it for a stupid podcast. When you're watching it for the twentieth time, it's <laughs> yeah. for a reason. You're like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. But Jay, so Jay, you Jay, you mentioned how it follows the Hamlet storyline. Correct. Before. Have you read Hamlet? Uh, in college, I yes. enough. So because I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to recruit, to. I'm, recru- <laughs> I'm recruiting people for the Hamlet episode because it's not oh, a very, yeah, very popular I one. Say, so. I read the clip Man, notes. To, we can do a lot of we can do a lot of Lion King allusions on that. But in addition to it being related to Hamlet, there's also Osiris, which is in Egyptian mythology. Oh, I thought you were talking about Con Air. Um, Oh, yeah, well, maybe that's... Yes, yes, it's also... Well, Con Air derives from The Lion King. We knew this, too. Everyone knows that. But Osiris, Egyptian mythology, same deal. The the brother of the king wants the throne. 
kills the king, blames him the son, son goes away. Same, same, same story there. Also, the Moses and Josephs from the Bibles, and, other right. and there's a lot of African folklore. Shakespeare was uh, a genius, huh? Are there really 27 writers on this? Yeah, it's, that's credited, usually, to, it's credited to at least 26 people. Yeah. That's usually a really bad sign for a movie. Right. Apparently. When you have, like, I guess with this kind of animation, of there's different writing credits. I would assume like, you I would, write this scene, you write I would this assume scene. that it's, and, and they're probably write different for different characters. And I, think I would assume it's different for Disney. And it's like, this is the message you want to get across. Maybe do what you can within the animation so you technically yeah. got a writing credit. Right. Yeah, and I think it's probably the type of movie that had a bunch of scripts that were tossed and this and that. And you oh. still get credit if you were involved it's in it. Probably the point, 100 so. draft that got it yeah. put on film. <laughs> we're back to this new Scar Kingdom here. And I have a few questions about this Scar Kingdom here. So Scar's taken over. The hyenas are now heavily involved. So I have some questions about this, this scar rules Africa here. So it's so it's so grim and so dark. We get it. Like I get the idea you need to show that he took over and everything went bad. I got that. I get like the, the symbolism aspect of it. But so basically, are you telling me though that like the herds ran because of the rule? So like the herds were like, mm, we much prefer to be eaten by Mufasa. We, we're not, we, the, the scar, scar eats us too quickly. Like we, let's get out of here until the better king comes. Then we'll come back and they'll eat us again. What's the... The, uh, the herd... The herds ran because there was nothing to graze. I think that's why they were. I think that's why they. Why is there nothing to graze though? I question. don't know. Karma. It's yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's right. The hyenas are allowed to run free, so the hyenas. So the hyenas are, are just eating things instantly. They're right, they're, ki everything. they're killing everything Over, constantly. Overkill. Which, which right. is weird because hyenas are scavengers. Overkilling. Hyenas are bad for an environment, so predators keep them out, and hyenas have to scavenge. That's what they have to do. Yeah. Right, and when they're when they're left to be in charge, they're, they're eating they're, constantly, and the herds are like, "This is we're getting when, eaten without right. any." Without, when, yeah. when the king supports them and says, "You're you're allowed yeah. to do whatever you want," then yeah, there's no food left. Over farming, it's what happened to the dodos. It is kind of like an odd over hunting happened to the dodos. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same principle. Yeah, right. Instead of the hunters being people, they were they were hyenas. Right. It is kind of a weird element, though, with. With like the 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 ceremony for the new prince and and Simba and all this and like the zebras are like yeah this is pretty sweet like we're yeah. just like we're honoring the the top of the food chain is just gonna eat us but we yeah. get to be turned into lion shit and, and, and grass <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Uh, so we'll the, be the part lion of the, the lion will poop us out <laughs> and then when the lion dies we get to eat the the grass that the decomposing body fertilized. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. And along the way, we get to be part of this boring ceremony when we'd rather just be chilling in the in the grass fields. <laughs> like, do you think like they want to show up to this? It's just like, I mean, Scar flat out didn't. He's like, "Fuck this, I'm, no, I'm like, chilling in the background." Like, you're, you're 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 like you know you're a giraffe, and you're just like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, cool." We get to watch like the king's son's baptism. Like that's fucking cool. Like, like he's gonna hunt us. He's gonna hunt us. He's gonna kill us. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. Yeah. Is that Elton up there on a piano? He's like, he's like, and it moves the soul. The sapphire sky. Yeah, that's pretty tight though. Sapphire. Yeah, you know, it's a very sapphire sky today. It's very, very blue, sapphirey. Depending. <laughs> Not a sapphire sky with Scar in charge, though, by any means. Very, no, very gray skies. Grim spot here. Um, we get a little uh, domestic abuse. Rough. Know, brother in law to brother in law to sister in law. Yeah, not cool. Like. He backhands her when she doesn't uh, provide the, the food here. I don't understand this because she looks way more fit. 
She looks like she yeah, can kill him. Yeah, fuck him up. Yeah, but it's the whole yeah, like, the, male, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's yeah. the hierarchy. Yeah. Um, this was her, in, you know, then uh, then she had her own little Independence Day. Yeah, right. Bringing it back around for the country music video of the year. It's a callback. Uh, yeah. Was a little jarring to see that that backhand in this though. I mean, great, they're cats, they're lions, but still, they're just lions. like you don't you don't see that in like Frozen though. You know, like it. The, aside from the second act, this is murder and yeah, it's it's, it's grisly. It, it's yeah. Yeah, it is Shakespearean uh, breakdown here. Simba hops in, does his thing, comes in to save the day. Awesome pump-up moment there. Now, it's also kind of weird where, like, tell them what really happened to Mufasa. Like, has Simba not, a, like, matured enough to understand that he didn't, like, that directly being, kill him? Like, why is he being to? obscure no, I think, to him? I think he would have went back if he thought about it and really figured that out. I don't think he did. Well, this this is the consequence. gave up on thinking about it. He yeah. pushed it aside. This is the consequence of not of of you know of burying your thoughts. This is the consequence. Of Does it. he have to be so obscure linguistically though? Like, tell them what really happened. Like, well, yeah, if so facto, I killed Mufasa. Like, he died because of me. Like, how would it be like? Well, okay, here's what happened. Like, I was out in the field. It was a giant stampede. He tried to save me, and because he because I needed to be saved, then uh, uh, he died. Yeah, you know. So, poor, poor use of, of communication here by Simba. I was Come in on the now. field. Mufasa died in the field. If so facto, I killed Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. All right, I <laughs> I killed Mufasa. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. Yeah. You know, and this is the classic like gloating before the victories won here. You know, there's something that yeah, always brings is... to my mind is when, like mid fight when he's like, "Your Majesty." Yeah, that's yeah. great. I honestly think Jeremy Irons as Scar is an all-time casting job. Incredible. Oh, it's yeah. up Absolutely there with incredible. Robin Williams as the genie. It's yeah, up there. That's awesome. They're up there. Awesome. And, and he didn't want to... Don Vito. Didn't want to do... Yeah, right, right. Don I love... I can't, I can't argue with anything what you're saying. He didn't, want to, he didn't want to do it until he saw the animation and goes, this is incredible. He's like, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, and, um, but I love the, the scar on the cliff with his claws digged into Simba. That's just like the Falcons at halftime with Tom Brady hanging over the cliff. Like, actually, I'm not a very good team. I'm just up for <laughs> touchdowns. And he's like, wait until you face my defense. Arthur Blank is headed to the sidelines as we speak. <laughs> and then Simba just talks and goes, you know what, fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm a paper contender. I'm two <laughs> terrible safeties. <laughs> We're going to pass the ball despite our four-touchdown lead. You're going to take advantage of our weak secondary. <laughs> we disregard clock management. You're better than Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt Ryan doesn't come out on top here, nor did he in that Super Bowl. <laughs> now, if we have betting odds on the BBC betting I mean, talking about portfolio, sport. plus 50,000 on Matt Ryan popping up on a Lion King podcast. Talk. Take out, take out plus your... 50,000. You bet 100, you win 500. Take out your BBC Thousand. bingo cards. If you like, had Arthur Blank or Matt Ryan, check them off. Talking, talking about like a four-year-old Super Bowl on a Lion King episode. <laughs> yep. That's just the magic you you come you come to expect Sims Best Picture cast. Can I compare the hyenas to the Atlanta media here when they when they devour Scar? Literally, oh, well, that's a great that's a great analogy. Um, let's, uh, Scar's death is fucking grisly. Yeah, it's grisly. Oh, it's, it's, he, gets, he gets mauled listen, by a bunch of hyenas. The first and third act are brutal, <laughs> and the second act is Hakuna. 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 Haku
about the first or third acts. It's like, yeah, we gotta do Hamlet. We gotta do shit in the middle. It's like, let's get Nathan Lane to just kill it. We'll make a bunch of fart jokes and dance yeah, around in the jungle. We're good. And, and, and yeah, dog dancing and drag. What happened or what's about to happen is really not irrelevant. It means no worries. But yeah, the at the, at the end, act. we'll get back to the morbidity. <laughs> And so the hyenas uh, devour their former leader alive amidst a gigantic inferno, which clearly burns them all to death. Um, and that's the end of uh, Scar's Pride Rock. Scar's death makes me sympathize with him. Well, he brought he brought everything on himself, though. But you don't feel a little sad as he no. gets alive? I mean, it's a, it's a brutal Come way, on, people. It's a brutal way to go, but he brought everything on himself. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. He made, I, I kind of sympathize with him as he dies. It's it's a, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I don't like to see anyone die in such a brutal way, but it's... It's by far the most grisly death in any Disney movie. Let's, I don't want to break out any more lists. Yeah. Jay is pulling the list out. Is it? <laughs> I was going to say, it's fitting of Disney to make it like that, because now Simba doesn't have to do it. Somebody else did it for yep. him. Yeah. Because who could imagine Simba just ripping his throat out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the anarchy imploded. It's just like, so it's such a brilliant way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in animation, his throat <laughs> <just> explodes <laughs> into the screen. He's, ble- he's, oh. he's bleeding out like one of the crazy 88s. It's like, like they're dying. They walk over him and kiss like... <laughs> 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 this is the whole Quentin Tower scene of him individually killing each hyena you know, like samurai <laughs> swords. God, it's, it turns black and white halfway through it. Like, no, <laughs> psycho. There's your there's your opportunity to bring up the uh, the sword, Artie. Hattori Hanzo. The Hattori Hanzo sword. Simba's like, wielding it, killing like hyenas. Yeah. Nala. No, Nala's Uma from Hellbell <laughs> with the hyenas. The crazy 88 hyenas. That's so great. If on your journey you encounter God. Yeah, he God will be will God. Be God. <laughs> Um, the most iconic part of this whole battle is that Florida Panthers emblem coming at us. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so good. Also, that's the, all I remember is the that slow motion cat fist fight too. Like Rocky, I it's hate so slow good. motion. Oh, you don't like it? Oh, I think oh, it's so stupid. stupid. I think the whole thing oh, I it loved it. Get over that. I, I love it. It's cheesy and only. Oh, I gotta stand up. I don't. It's better than you think. It's better than you think. That hurt. It's not that great. It comes in. The the Paul comes in. Yes. Listen, I don't like. You know, it's, it, I think it's. I think it's silly. I don't think it's necessary. Grant, the whole fight Grant. scene is not good. It's just. It's either it's long. It's either it's a humanized boxing match or it's literally like, like blood exploding yeah. out of a throat and a lion like dominating another lion. Like I don't want. No one wants. We've already seen enough with this movie. Grant, you know me. I will text argue with you all throughout a weekday about Charlie Sheen and Platoon, but that one hurt. That that take hurt a little bit. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah I, really. I, like, it didn't, I like, it, like, by that. I don't want to argue. I just I want to like I want to I want to cry a little bit. That All right, hurt. well, good. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a grown ass man taking notes watching this movie today. I'm it like, hurts. Slow motion. Yep. Second time in a week I saw it. Yep. Double it double check. Double check. Loved it. 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 Uh, damn. Florida Panthers logo. That's, well, that's, that's, good, that's good call. That's it good is call. The that might come up logo. again in the awards section. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> the bookend starting where we finish with the circle of life again. Yep. Uh, anything like else to say? Like I mean, we covered, we covered it pretty good. I, I think we left no pride rock unturned. That we left Pride Rock unturned. <laughs> well done. A, a BPC callback in, in itself. So. It's time for the BPC awards. Gentlemen, we're here. 
MVP, LVP, Participation Award, Time Machine Recast, all sorts of other things mixed in. Jay, it's been a little while since we've had you here. I want you to kick off on your MVP. You're our 90s expert, our, our in-house 90s expert. Who's your MVP of the line? Uh, it's going to be them two. It's going to be Rice and John. Elton John and Tim Rice? Yeah. Wow. You have That's to put, good. You've got to be able to pick them two as one. Yeah, no, not that, 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 checks, um, that tracks. Thank yeah. you for doing that. That's that's great. I love that, and that Obviously, that plays right into my MVP, which is Hans Zimmer. So um, we have the dual. So our MVPs cancel each other out in some respect. But I, I think that Hans Zimmer is one of the best composers that, uh, of our lives, and I think this is arguably his best work. So I have this thing with my buddy. He's a big Zimmer fan, and I'm a big John Williams fan, and I can refuse to concede that John Williams is anything less than the best compo- like film composer of all time. So when I thought about it, I said, Rice and John or Zimmer? I said, I can't do that. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop. be on Let's pick between mom or dad. So I want to throw, we, we put out to social media about these questions. I want to throw this one out. Mike from Cinemus, great podcast. Check them out, Cinemus. But he, uh, he, then they have an episode on Lion King as well. But he asks, where does Hans Zimmer score rank amongst the rest of his work for you guys? And I think this is a good enough time to talk about it. And this is his lone Oscar. I'll, I'll call up his other Oscar nominees, but off the top of your head, I mean, I know you guys... This, this is a great one. You know what's a really great one, too, is the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean one. Very also, good. that's a really outstanding Dark, score. Dark Knight's very underrated. All those Nolan ones. Dark Knight's <laughs> is <laughs> really good. I always go to Gladiator myself. Dude, this, um, yeah, we, we, this is crazy we're talking about. Gladiator score is... Just like a horror Tori Hanzo. Incredible. So here, here, these are his <laughs> these are his nominees, and we did talk about this in our third ever episode, Rain Man, because that was his first uh, his first Oscar nomination. He did Rain Man. Lion King is his second one, and that was his, his only win. Did The Preacher's Wife. He did As Good As It Gets. Thin oh, Red Line. Prince of Egypt. Okay. We, boy, we're coming full circle with that Argo a episode, Prince of too, Egypt, huh? Jesus. Uh, Gladiator, Sherlock Holmes, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk. Didn't get nominated for those Batman movies already. That's that's tough beat. Batman movies didn't get a lot of credit. They really didn't. They were they're they were. Nolan wasn't noticed right away. He's still not. The only way he's gonna. He's not. He's not great. I think he's great, but the only way he'll get like an Oscar thing is if he goes back to like Memento style and does like a smaller one. And that was his first nominated too for a screenplay, original screenplay. But they'll love it. You know, make that arc and do like a smaller memento movie. That'd be amazing. Let's go. Yeah, I'd like to see go. him be less backwards again. I'm all in. Come on, Chris. Yeah. So I mean, so my so my answer question, like, yeah, I think that this is his best work. Where I'm going next is is Gladiator, but if we're talking Batman. It's great, you know, all that's yeah. good. Inception, Inception's a killer score. That's a really yeah. good, yeah, it's, it's a really good score. Inception's a great score, yeah. Yeah. Dunk yeah well, he does The Rock. Dunkirk's another awesome movie. Maybe the answer is in the ones he's not nominated for. Probably was on a roll. Him and, like, Danny Elfman and John Williams probably ate up the 90s. <laughs> yeah, right, that's exactly right. That's Elfman exactly ate right. up everything. Every yeah, big so production. He did, the guy did the, the, Come on. The guy did the damn Simpsons thing. I love him. Guys, all time. Grant, your MVP. Uh, my MVP is Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, and uh, that would have been my on-screen MVP if I had to, if I got forced into picking yeah. someone on screen. Talk to me about Jeremy Irons, Grant. I mean, it's just one of the best villain perform. I think it's it's one of the best villain performances ever. Yeah. It's it's up there, and it just he, he just adds this level of darkness you kind of don't expect from a movie like this, but it's very believable and. You know, I, I like I like my villains. I like my villains to be charismatic, and she's charismatic, and ruthlessly evil. I love that combination. 
when people rag on voice acting or the whole easy paycheck thing, oh, or, I don't, I don't agree um, at all. And there are certainly ex- examples of that. Of like, we're going to go B movie or something like that. Like, sure, uh, but but good voice. This acting would be is. the first place I would go and say, I mean, Toy Story is another great example of great voice acting. But this would be the first place I would go. You cannot watch this. I mean, it's so good that it's. It's like borderline, like you could see him being considered for an Oscar. That's how good it is. Yeah. Like, and, and, it, and, and a voice will never get nominated for an Oscar. Don't get me wrong, because it's not truly acting. You're not, you, there's no visuals to it. Sure. But, but it is, to me, is as good of an example as I've come up with. One. It's the first place I'd go to point someone. If you say voice acting isn't acting, boom, check out Scar and the Lion King. Right. Yeah. That and yours, the Robin Williams genie one, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, another great call. Another great call. He made a character. Yeah. Uh, oh, he c- they comes built to the life. Animation, they built the animation around his... He comes to life in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Too, his freestyling. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Artie, your MVP. Nathan Lane. MVP Nathan yep. Lane. Love it. From the school of Nathan Lane shooting. Carries the entire <laughs> second act. Carries the entire thing. Sings his own words. Gets the own... first spinoff of this whole thing. Gets their own show. The guy's hysterical. He's so good at improv. Goes on a great run here. Does the birdcage. Uh, which is awesome. He's in the producers. Yeah. With Matthew Broderick, by the way. Right. Great couple of well, Lion King reunions. Well, that's what I was reunions. saying it's before. Um, but Nathan Lane, to me, is the... He carries... If not for the second act, being super strong, this movie might be a disaster. Yeah. And Nathan Lane carries it for me. LVP. Jay? I don't think there's really an MV, uh, LVP. Like this was the hardest. Thing. Yeah. So I just went with Sarabi. <laughs> it was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> just because yeah. I don't know anything about her. You know? This She's is kind of like a Corleone, Mama that's Corleone situation She's where it's developed. underdeveloped. That's it. Nothing against her. I just don't have any attachment yeah. By the way, as we made the we made the joke at the end of the episode uh, last week with The Godfather 2. I'm like, oh, we're going from Godfather 2 right to Disney anime Lion King. There are like weirdly a lot of similarities yeah, between Godfather dark. and... and yeah. Tragic. And, yeah, there's a lot of things that get that, oh, that yeah. mixed. Following, you know, your even if we, following your father's footsteps. Yeah. yeah killing family members. Yeah. Underdeveloped oh, female you characters. You love every scene there is and we find them in both these movies. Nathan Lane's school of shooting. There's just like little, <laughs> yeah, even like subtle ones. Literally. Yeah, this, it, it was wild. Uh, great scores, too. Yeah. LVP. Sarabi makes, makes some sense. Are you ready? LVP. Ed. He's going Ed. Ed? What'd oh, you yeah. do? Your last fights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how many characters developed. are in this movie and they're all good and yeah. Ed just goes, uh, 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 like three times. I'm like, okay, this guy does nothing. So that, so you don't like you don't appreciate like the Ed, the brain Grant, the Do not ask me to defend <laughs> Ed as an LVP. Do not ask me to break this down. There might My be LVP is Ed. The movie is amazing. I'm not picking an, like a, a bad part of the movie. I'm just picking my least valuable. In uh, my research today, though, the, one of these, the million spinoffs that there are with this, one of them explains Ed as the actual mastermind behind the hyenas. Yeah, well, and that's listen, a front. if you go on YouTube or Reddit, you could find anything. No, I mean, no, I'm, I'm saying that it, it is. Like, it's actually a part of one of the shows. Like, if, like, if you watch one of the Timon and Puma shows, whatever, they... They develop that character in a way where he is actually the brains behind what's going on. And he puts that up as a front so Scar doesn't... So Scar can't tell who's actually behind. He's Kaiser Soze? He's Kaiser Soze, yes. That's exactly right. He starts talking like Ed Harris. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to, you know, to watch all of the Lion King content that there is to be out there. It's on Disney Plus, I just Wikipedia and this is how we do things. That's why I ask if it's canon or not. That's right. I think it's all canon, personally. 
Other than that, well, it, it, other than it, that damn it remake. Depends. It depends. LVP, Grant. You're going to hate me. Slow motion fighting. Okay, he, he did it. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going it's, to. It's I'm going to quietly sip my beer. I said my does, piece. You know, it, I, I, I almost, I almost never pick characters. It's, I'm it's just, a, it to me, it's just like it's a strange stylistic choice that just doesn't land for me. That's that's basically what it is. And I, I always kind of kind of laugh when that happens when they get like the slow smack and then the. Well, I was, I was on the edge of my seat riveted as a grown-ass man. <laughs> I'm going to play the uh, Beauty of the Podcast card here. Just tip my cup. Okay. My LVP, and I've been, I've been kind of quiet about this, but I'm, it's time to hit this guy hard here. It's Matthew Broderick. Um, I don't like his voice acting in this at all. I think, I think he's super dorky. I don't yeah. think it works. I don't think it ages well. Like, Ferris Bueller is like a good number of years before this, too. He's not like cool at that time. Was he ever really that cool to begin with? He stinks. And he was, the whole, like... He was cool the, in the, the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah. We're in the mid-90s now. And, and, and the whole, like, I hate... The, there's one part of the movie I genuinely don't like. I don't like, like, his meeting Nala and the whole, Oh, oh my God, is it you? Is it you? Oh, it's you. Oh, 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 oh. Like, I don't love that. Like, that seems weird and awkward. And uh, Matthew Broderick not doing his own singing is an embarrassment. Come on, give me a break. He's a Broadway star. He can't do his own singing. He's got to well, have the like, lead singer his, Toto is that, is that his call or is that the studio's Maybe call? Maybe he's taking a day off. Listen, Nathan, <laughs> listen, Nathan Lane, Rowan Atkinson, Jeremy Irons did all their own singing. So I don't know. But they he, did it. He was my runner-up for LVP. So I mean, listen, that's just that's, that's my that's my take on it. I, I don't I don't like his performance. I think that JTT slays him in this. I think he slays him in it. I think JTT crushes. We get to older. We get to older seven. And it's like, oh, okay. It's Matthew Broderick. Okay. Where's the Toto guy? Can we get him back in here? Can he just do the talking part too? Can we sing really hard? <laughs> so there, there is with that. Participation award. Art, do you want to go first? Hans Zimmer. Do, anytime we can recognize Hans Zimmer, we uh, love it. That scene with the uh, <clears throat> stampede is incredible. Just yeah. one of the best scores to visual I've ever seen. Grand uh, participation yeah. award. Um, my participation award is Rowan Atkinson. Also mine. Yeah, I think he does. Wow. I think he does a uh, really great job, and you know, I was it's like not something that yet. Yeah, it's 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 perfect. I think he's I think he's really funny, and you know, the movie doesn't hinge on him, but he does enough to just to make the world feel a little bit more lived in. He's kind of believable as kind of Mufasa's right hand man. Right, because he stays through the two regimes. Yeah, totally agree. I, I was. This time around, he was the character I was most excited to see every time he was on screen. He's the, the voice acting again, just killer. It's a weird kind of comedy that he's doing, but it, it really works well. I, it, my runner-up to quote I had to throw out here because it's just a barrage of animal puns that he's doing when he oh, swoops down and he goes, never I'm, I'm doing my morning report. My morning report. And, and uh, Mufasa's is like, okay. And, and here we are. The buzz from the bees is that the leopards are in a bit of a spot. The baboons are going ape, and then the audio cuts off. So I like to think he goes, the baboons are going ape shit. Yeah. But like, the, the, it, it, and then it's inaudible. And then he comes back and it goes, I told the elephants to forget it, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> and the cheetahs are hard up, but as I say, cheetahs never prosper. Incredible. It's just incredible. incredible. It's just a barrage yeah. of puns. It's amazing. And it's and followed also, by the, the gopher popping up. Yeah. Zazu. 
news from the underground. It's <laughs> <laughs> just incredible. I mean, I aspire to get to that pun level at some point. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Yeah. Great stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, participation award, Jay. I tried to think of something cute, but I got to go with Hans Zimmer as well. Just yeah, for, you're gonna do the mom and dad thing. Yeah, you're the mom and dad thing. Yeah, that's like I can't lean that way. I gotta give him something. That's fair. I was trying to think of like a cute role. You're covering your ass. You're covering your ass. You're covering your ass. That's that's fair. Can't go that's fair. That. Scene of the movie here. I'm interested to hear what you guys got to say on this one. Uh, mine is um, the Rafiki Simba conversation. You know, the uh, learn from the past, all that stuff. That's mine as well. Yeah. It's well, great. both of you guys have Grant and I, we're always on the same page. Look at us. Look at us. Except when it comes to slow motion. Jay, scene of the movie. <laughs> I just easily dunk um, it. <laughs> you hit me hard. Could either be that one, but uh, if I'm going to pick another one. What uh, scene stands out most? Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata. Great, the montage. Like, like we're going this way with this movie, and then nope, we're going to go this way into like happiness. It's a hard right. Yeah. 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 I picked the opening scene of the movie. Um, it's the most iconic part Crazy. of the movie. They oh, play it. They play it at ball. They play it at ballparks. You know, yeah. today, like football, baseball games, football games. Like it's it's the seventh inning stretch. It's you know it's time to to lift your kid up in the air while we play the opening scene from from the Lion King on the screen. We also it's pay- just oh sorry. It, it's just every time you watch it, there's a different piece of animation that pops out. It's incredibly oh, it's iconic. We overuse that word here a ton, but I just it's amazing stuff. I I, I love it, and I could watch it on loop. For, for hours. We skipped my quote of the movie. You have your quote? Yeah. Okay, do it. What do you want me to do? Dress in drag and do the hula? <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, and an improv. That's, a, that's improv why he's line. my MVP. Yeah, that's love it. why he's my MVP. Yep, that improv second line. act is him. Yup, yup, yup. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. You did to. Hey! Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> We you haven't heard mentioned a legend about that when they no. like uh, Nathan Lane and um, Pumbaa. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but his name is Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Uh, yeah, so we, we haven't mentioned him yet. Ernie Sabella is awesome. his name, yeah. and uh, probably a thankless role in this movie. Like, awesome. Yeah. So they were going in for the cheetah role. They saw each other outside. They were talking. They're like, "Can we interview together? Like uh, audition together?" So they bring him in. They say they're not that good as a cheetah, but the together. chemistry is so good. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's really great. Cool. And they create the, probably the, the, the like, most beloved characters real, in the movie. I love it. it gave him a whole act. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. He, that's he, why I'm saying so Nathan Lane carries yeah. the second <laughs> act, man. He had a, uh, Ern, our, my boy Ernie here was on uh, Saved by the Bell. Who's your boy Ernie? <laughs> Ernie Sabella. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> It was Stacy. Right. It was Stacy Crossing yes. the dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. You want the, You're not gonna get my car, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> great. That's just, the, those, are, those are like the beach years. Yeah, yeah. The Malibu Sands. The Malibu Sands. You literally series. just activated parts of my brain. <laughs> oh my god. That have literally been yeah. dormant for. And that's like, like, that's, 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 like that's, that's my favorite stretch of the Saved by the Bell. That's amazing. The as a kid, as a kid, I would I'd sit there I'm like, oh, Saved by the Bell's on sweet. Uh, it's a beach volleyball. Oh, I so, love it. Hold on, but but then I'm like, I'm like, best. but but I'm like, I'm like, ah, I wasn't with you, and it starts. I'm like, all right, this is pretty sweet, dude. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of like this. It's too. great. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. The special BPC musical category, and this is a very a very intense one. There's, I mean, th- this movie had three songs up for an Oscar. Song of the movie. Artie, yours is so easy. Let's have you go first. Be prepared. Yeah, it's my two. Both of you went be prepared. I'll third. 
Yeah. All three of you went be prepared. So I am going to, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I have a different one, but mine was not nominated for an Oscar either. It's I just can't wait to be king. I like that we gave recognition to those two songs. They yeah. did not get the Oscar while the other ones get their Oscar nods. Great stuff. Good I, job. Yeah. So all five songs get get a tip of the cap. Time Machine Recast my favorite for this one. I, I, I like mine a lot. Okay, Artie. Time Machine Recast. Do it up, Artie. What do you got? Marissa Tomei as Sarabi. I mean, it's it makes... a waste. That's a waste of Marissa Tomei. Come on, Scott. <laughs> There's no food left, Scott. <laughs> like, come on, she'd be amazing. No, it's not. <laughs> You're a deer. You take a sip of water by the brook. A Buick Skylark. <laughs> the antelope. Yes, they the antelopes were. are drinking water by the brook and the hyenas. Boom! <laughs> they get him. There it is, Sarah. Boom! You solved the case. Me naked in the shower. So Marissa, Marissa Tomei is Sarabi. I'm right. speechless. Yet again. Um, pause attraction. <laughs> they didn't have the pause attraction before the 67 Skylark. I, My I father's love the uncle. I love the idea of her being in here. Can't we have her be like a grown-up Nala, or does that, make, no, that make sense? No, Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny as Sarabi. When Scar's like, when they find out that Scar killed Mufasa, she's like, He's You children. killed Mufasa? <laughs> okay. The defense is wrong! Wow. Um, Grant. <laughs> or the other way around, it might be. Oh, that's no, the defense is wrong. That's Prosecute is wrong. <laughs> I should know by now to have already go fourth, but this, this <laughs> by the way, you, you completely missed your opportunity to put Steve Harvey in a movie. Yeah, I thought we were all expecting that. Like this is the movie to put Steve Harvey in. It's a voice acting. Could be Rafiki easily. I couldn't recast Rafiki. Fair, fair. That was my that was my thing. Could have been the um, gopher. Could have been News from the underground. <laughs> to no, Chattawala. No, <laughs> Don't do the impression, please. Please do not do it. Grant, time machine recast. Mine, I'm going to recast Adult Simba. Because we talked about this before, about genetics and Simba's big because Mufasa's big. And how come Mufasa has this awesome voice and Simba does not have this awesome voice? So it should be mm-hmm. genetic, too. Uh, I put Carl Weathers in as Simba. Stallion. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to be king, Stallion. And he, and he can he does he does have he does have vocal chops, he can sing. Can so, he? Well he I mean he sings in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm so baffled by this. Oh, yeah, my head's hurting a little bit too much. We've only just begun. Yeah, oh, he's got a soulful voice. All right, yeah. yeah. Maybe so a little Grant old. He has a good voice. That he doesn't have a... Carl Weathers doesn't have a good yeah, voice. Yeah, he does. He's... I... I, I, I might like, be a little I, old at that point for that. It's Time Machine, right? So he can be whatever Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he's a young so Carl Weathers. Like pre-Rocky Carl Weathers? They could be... I mean, even, like, how old is he in Rocky? 30? Because he developed his singing chops by It is now. Time Machine. I mean, it's got to practice yeah. a lot. Yeah. I, I have this... I recast my LVP, which is the same role. I went... I want. I wanted the own singing too, and I, I needed. Uh, I, I wanted to get like more of a JTT as an adult who can do his own singing. I went with an adult Zac Efron for adult Simba. Does okay. his own singing. Great he has to the the child musicals. 
Um, I, I think that they slides right into that and is going to be a way better voice actor than Matthew Broderick, who was a big old dud. Jay, Time Machine recast. When I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Donald Glover was a great recast. It was a fantastic yeah. recast. That was, yeah. But I think when I was like, all right, think of another one, too. Um, Robin Williams as Timon. Just to see what he would do. With that'd, oh, be great. Yeah. That'd, be really, that'd be great. That'd be really that'd be cool. great. Would, would no, it have been too much? Against Nathan yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it be too much after the ladder? It would be, right? right? But Lena's genie would probably be great, too. See, that? That's awesome. That would be interesting. I don't think it would be as iconic, though. How do we know? It would be different, for sure. It's Robin Williams versus Nathan Lane. It's a squash match. We're going to have to do a birdcage episode. Like we did in the the rankings episode, that would be a good roll swap. Switch switch Timon and the genie. So you have uh, Robin Williams do do Timon and and Nathan Lane do the genie. Both would be great, I think. That'd be cool. Yes. Um, so we don't we don't do the we don't do the rankings for this. So I will say this thought. I want to throw this out there. Ninety four is obviously an incredible year of movies. Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Shawshank. We've talked about it many times here. Quiz Show and Four Weddings and a Funeral were the other two. Yeah, I'm all for this being a Best Picture nominee. I, I I'm all for it. I, I, like, I put plug it in yeah. over over Four Weddings and a Funeral any day. I'm in. If, if we did acting, how it's shot and how the story and themes are told, I'd give it a five five five. I would too. Yeah, I absolutely would too. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. You know, it's, it's, it's hard and not to. It, it to me, in retrospect, I think it would have been nominated. And you know what? Picture. To do it in ninety minutes is even it's more less impressive. than ninety minutes. It really is. Like the credits are itself. The credits are like eleven minutes. But in this even thing. even just it's it's even more impressive. To, yeah. To punch all to pack all that punch in that short of time. So we have this new category here is the spinoff. So we take anything. This is a movie that has a million spinoffs, just like the recast the movie. The entirely. This movie was entirely recast in itself, so we were adding a little, a, a little bit to that too. But let's do the uh, the spinoff category. I thought of the one, the first thing I thought of uh, for a spinoff was going to be uh, like a like Rafiki in a Fraser Crane kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, oh my god, that'd like, be great! Uh, he works I love through that. Simba's stuff, so he does it with everybody else, and you imagine him swinging at them and ducking, and that's how he like. Uh, operates as a psychologist, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Simba, I have an elephant graveyard, hyenas, just like dark oh, that's, Tim, that's Tim a, Burton cartoon. That's a great one. You know, yeah. just life in the elephant graveyard <laughs> just them just with their dark humor yeah. do, doing their hyena things they definitely have special um, powers yeah lead it, <laughs> it into like when they take over the whole thing and you know it's kind of like a, I guess a, yeah. a, an episodic spinoff <laughs> yeah. so my spinoff was stolen earlier and I have a backup spinoff okay it was stolen by actual producers who were who were making who a made movie. a movie about yeah. it but, <laughs> no the line well the line if you would have been there sooner you might have made some money but the lion guard revealed the 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 origin story of Scar Scar. And I can reveal that. Okay, and Joey R. Hopped Before in I get the, to that, though. Joey R. hopped in with the question. Yeah, I'm going to let you go, but Joey R. hopped in with the question on Twitter is, how did Scar get his scar? I'll get so, to that. So uh, Artie has an answer for, for Joey R. I'll get to that. I think hiding in the bushes outside. You know what? I'll, get, I'll give the answer first before I give my spinoff because my spinoff will break the mood. All right, so... <laughs> When Scar was younger, he was a bit of a loner, but he was actually in charge. He was in he was part of the Lion Guard and he often patrolled the kingdom by himself. During his daily patrol, Scar came across another lion, a lion who had a scar of his own and who also had plans to overthrow Mufasa. He soon began chatting with Scar, telling him stories of how they can control and take over the Pride Lands together. But Scar didn't buy this plan. 
So the other lion had to trick Scar into working together. Mm. There was a snake hiding under a... He got bit by a snake. And the other, the other lion informed Scar that the snake's bite could, was venomous. And he could drain the venom from Scar's eye. But only if Scar agreed to take him to Mof- down to Mufasa and take down the Pride Lance. Scar didn't fall for this. And he ended up killing the other lion as well as the snake. But this was just a story of how Scar got his scar. How did his name stick? Well, that was Mufasa's doing, who started calling mm. him Scar after seeing his bite on the eye. Scar returned to Pride Rock to let the other lions know he had take the, taken the lion out and he had thought that he would be praised for what he did. But to Scar's surprise, the complete opposite happened. Mufasa laughed at him, gave him his new nickname, and decided to move on to, quote-unquote, more important matters. The rejection and dismissal of his own brothers would cause Scar to become so evil and murder his own brother. Interesting. Mm. And that's based on the, the Lion Guard. The show. Yeah. Told, so I wonder and if... Told, in, and that's told by the spirit of Scar, who after he was killed went to reside in a volcano. Yeah. And, and, and I wonder if the new show or movie, whatever they're doing, I wonder if that's going to follow that, if it's going to do its new thing. But that's an interesting... It's like super interesting yeah, story. Yeah, Mufasa gave it to him, and then the nickname stuck. Yeah. And now the sequel of The Lion King, we talk about this one being based on Hamlet. The sequel of The Lion King, I think, is based on Romeo and Juliet. Artie, your, your spinoff. Pride Rock Improvement with Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's what we call a callback. <laughs> he comes up and, you know, picks the shit up. <laughs> Wilson's peeking over the rock over the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we're 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 gonna do our recommendations before we go. If you like the Lion King, where do you go next? Grant. Sure. Uh, this is this is um, similar that it involves lions, and that's about it. It's a movie called Roar that came out in 1981, and it's starring uh, Tippi Hedren from Birds. From the birds, um, her daughter Melanie Griffith, um, Tippy's husband Noel Marshall, who was a producer of The Exorcist, and basically they started this. Um, they fell in love with big cats, lions, tigers, and this is this is the story behind the movie, um, which is important. They fall in love with animal conservation of, of big cats. They start a conservatory out somewhere in uh, in California. And they make a movie about this. They make a movie um, kind of preaching the importance of animal conservation and stuff. But they film it with 150 untrained lions and tigers, basically. And the whole movie, these people, like the, the whole cast is being tackled, bitten, scratched by these basically wild lions. 70 crew members were injured. Jesus. By all this. Um, Tippy Hedren's leg was broken by an elephant trunk that grabbed her elephant that grabbed her leg too too tightly with her with her trunk. Noel Marshall was bitten through his hand by a lion, was bitten oh, eleven God. times throughout filming, and got blood poisoning and gangrene it's, as a result of these injuries. It's the worst directed movie of all time, basically. The um irresponsibly directed. The um Melanie Griffin 
almost lost an eye, and she had to get like facial reconstruction surgery. Jean Dubont, who was the, uh, what, uh, he, was, he was a director, I uh, forgot what he- Speed? Yes, directed Speed. Speed. Yeah, he was scalped, and he needed 220 stitches. Can I just say that I've seen the movie? You have. Yeah. It's fucking bananas. It's crazy, <laughs> right? It's like a frat house, but in, instead of drunken frat guys, it's cheetahs it's, and lions, and they'd just be walking through the house, and, and they'd the, like throwing themselves on top of these people. Like, like, like a lion just attacking a the guy, I, I, The guy like runs, and a, a lion just like, oh, you guys running, and they just tackle him, and then like yeah. four, ti- four lions just swarm him. Yeah. You think Ed Wood directed it? For an Ed Wood connection, Lion King beat Ed Wood for that Golden Globe when it won Best Picture for Comedy or Musical. Uh, I think I made it. It's beautiful. There it is. The, Bring it back. Circle around. of Life is cheerful. Um, Artie, yes, your recommendation. The Ghost in the Darkness. Wow, okay. I actually thought about that. I love that movie, Artie. It's <laughs> I really amazing. do. It's really well done. I think it's uh, Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. Yeah. So good. Um, I have like a a. a a weird story to tell about Ghost in the Darkness and myself, or, or, or weird or, or funny or whatever it is. I was in high school and there was all this uh, hubbub of um, Wizard of Oz syncing up with Pink Floyd. Yeah. That's the whole deal. Like, if you watch, if you right. watch Wizard of right, Oz right, 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 and, and you right, do Dark Side right, of the Moon, right, right. it syncs up perfectly. Oh, yeah. So I was just at a, at a family party one day, very bored. You know, this is sitting around and and I'm like, "You know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to make my own one of these." So, I'm fuddling through the movies that they have there and I find The Ghost in the Darkness. I'm like, "Oh, The Ghost in the Darkness is sweet." And I put it in and I just pop my headphones on and play Kill 'Em All. And I'm like, "These are going to sync perfectly." And I <laughs> I watched, I, watched, I watched Ghost in the Darkness while listening to Kill 'em All, and I was in like eighth grade. I'm like, it's gonna sync up perfectly. It did it. There's it. a lot. Yeah, well, it's very, it anyway. but it's very slow at the beginning of that movie. And Kill 'em All starts very hot. Yeah, and, we're, we're and, yeah it's not quite right. Yeah. It, it was. It was a good idea when you're 14. It just didn't necessarily play out. Jay, your recommendation. So, my first recommendation is Rocket Man. My second recommendation, my default one that I initially went to was Beauty and the Beast. Because I said, just watch the one that this one against. And, and you'll see two great Disney films. The real finals. Be, the real the, finals was that, that semi that semi final thing. Yeah, but Rocket Man is awesome, too. I saw that in theaters. It's a, just a killer movie. A great, a yeah. great um, it, it's, yeah. it's a different take on the biopic or, or the biopic or however we're going to say that. It takes it and puts it in like musical form and and I, I yeah I, I have Grant have you seen you seen I have not no no already know yeah, like when you see it when you don't if you don't know you're going into it you see like the first one you're like okay that's how we're doing things with this and then you get into it and you're like ah it's pretty cool that they did it this way have you guys seen yeah. Kingsman yes I have great. Kingsman on my list he's I have great. it on my list he's great in that yes yeah him and Colin Firth great. Right. Your wife would love that, Grant. She would hate it. She <laughs> does not like Colin Firth. What? My wife hates Colin Firth. She'd Bird. like him because of this And movie. she hates Meryl Streep, too. Colin Firth and Meryl Streep. And for my, uh, for my recommend here, I'm going to uh, break break standard law here with this, as I did on the Shawshank Redemption episode, where I rec- my recommend was the Shawshank Redemption. It's the same movie over again. I don't like to double up on these these recommendations. If I've recommended something already, or if any of us has, we don't want to, to double up on it. But... My recommendation here is one that I used in our Amadeus episode. Already you were there for that with Brendan B. And I'm going to recommend this again just because I think that thematically it ties in really well with this as far as life and death and, and the afterlife and, and your role in remembering the people who were there before you. And that's Coco. And Coco was a movie that was in this tournament that I 
Grant, you you kind of accurately predicted where it would go. I yeah. thought it should have done a little better. I think it's one of the best animated movies ever made. It's, I love I love Coco. It's great. And I, I don't think I don't think we could do this episode without properly paying um, homage to that because yeah. Coco is a movie that everyone should see. It's just if you if you watch that and don't shed a tear, you know, you just check your soul. Um, but just a brilliant movie. Already it's still on your on your watch list. I know. Yeah, yeah. Gotta watch it. Um, yeah, watch you, it. You would love it. Watch it before you watch it with the kids. I really? Think, okay. Just to, That's good advice because I've been waiting. I know that Chris Grand, G's. Grand well, no. I know Chris G's daughter loves it, and Chris G's good that word. Like it's, they watch Soul, and and Chris got yelled at by his wife for a little bit for showing him Soul. But, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's I, fine. Well, yeah, I Matt, Matt, Maddie loves it. All right. Jay, you've seen Soul? Um, Jay, you've seen Coco? No. no. Ch- check it out, man. It's very, very good. Disney Plus, it's right there for everybody. Gentlemen, yeah. our third tournament, our our fifth honorary episode. Yeah. This was a blast. Jay, you made it out for one. You were After finishing second in both times, you were owed this. Artie, you were the runner-up. Yeah. Grant, you were the champion. Yep. Happy to have all you guys here. Appreciate you guys and, and everything you do for this. This was a lot of fun. It was great reliving a movie uh, from all of our pasts and... Um, but making it make sense in, in the present too. So, does anyone have any closing thoughts? Grant, you want to throw something after that? No, uh, uh, thank you for voting. Thank you for making me champion yet yeah. again. We'll, we'll see how that works out in this, in the, uh, not, the second sub 50. Not great. We don't know how to go well. Yet, <laughs> Jay, Artie, Grant, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. And I'll say everyone at home, please rate, review, subscribe, check us out. Hit us up on social media if you agree, disagree, anything we said. Our email is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. We're bestpicturecast at, we're at bestpicturecast on all other socials. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, Hakuna Matata. Yeah.